You were a little baby very long ago. Long You're still kind of like that baby, but just a little older. Kind of Mommy loves you, Daddy loves you, Atom loves you too. This song was written by Andrew and the Jew. Guess who? Happy birthday! Happy, happy, happy birthday! So what's your favorite 7-Eleven dish? I don't know if you can use the word favorite. Or, you know, the one you tolerate the most. Their pizza is cafeteria-style pizza for a dollar, so, like you know. Like hot pizza? Yeah. I've never seen that pizza. before. And they, apparently, so there's a 7-Eleven by my work, and I go there maybe once a week. And there's this one lady who works there, and she and I have a rapport. And she keeps telling me, you gotta try the buffalo chicken wings. She's like, you gotta try the buffalo wings. You gotta that try them. nasty. Well, that's my thing. I'm like, I actually really like nasty buffalo chicken, so I can't point any fingers. She's like, no, I don't like it. And I like this. You need to try it. I trust her. So, maybe one day. One day. Well, yeah, oh, wait, no, I thought you said you had one on the way up here. No, no, no. That was not a... They have these things they call taquitos. Yeah! They're like a r- tube of flesh. I'm not, yeah, no, I usually only see them frozen in the frozen aisle to look at little grocery store. I never so, see them. It's not like a restaurant food I've ever heard of. 7-Eleven has these, like, the, they have, I, I've only ever tried the buffalo chicken taquito because, as I just said, I Is will, it like nuclear love... orange, like a buffalo oh, chicken? Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, God, that yeah. sounds nasty. It looks see, like a Cheeto <laughs> with fan. meat I inside. I love, like, chicken wings, but buffalo wings freak me out because, like, that vinegary kind of, like, I hate vinegar. nasal clearing. I hate Ugh. vinegar taste, and for whatever reason, I fucking love buffalo wings, you guys. I mean, the taste isn't that bad. I mean, I'll love eat them if given to me. If I get, someone's like, hey, I'm going some free buffalo wings. If a car drives that. by <laughs> and chucks a box of buffalo wings. Oh, speaking wings. of which, so, did, uh, crappy junk food, did you watch the Super Bowl? I watched the last uh, third of it, which is usually what work? I do. No, I just wasn't going to watch I the Super Bowl. Care. I turned it on just in time to see all the power had gone out. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious, yeah. I guess they're calling it the blackout bowl now. <laughs> As someone who made the joke, this is the worst thing that has ever happened in New Orleans. Well, also all the lame uh, Bane jokes, too. Oh, God. Which was funny the first 40 times, and thereafter kind of paled. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I watched the last third of the Super Bowl. Which, by the way, was kind of my favorite kind of football, because I don't I don't really have the patience to sit and watch a whole football game, but I will watch, like, the last quarter well, if it's really exciting. Well, you got to see the good part, too, because, yeah. man, people who don't care about sports aren't going to give a shit about well, it. Well, be brief. What are we going to say about was football? terrible. It's fucking... Because, yeah, I turned it on, and the Ravens just... Handed the 49ers their buttocks. Yeah, I was rooting for the for the Ravens because the 49ers, if they had won this game, they would have tied the Steelers' uh, Super Bowl record. And I was oh. like, fuck that shit. As a Steelers fan, I'm like, ah, get get stop sucking on my balls, 49ers. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. So I was rooting for the Ravens. Also, Baltimore being uh, John Waters' hometown. Come on. Also, <laughs> what good thing has ever happened to Baltimore? They deserve yeah, a Super Bowl win. Exactly. But then, like the first half of the game, they kicked the shit out of San Francisco so badly. I was like, it's not even an entertaining game. It, like really, the only thing they're looking forward to watching. <laughs> The shitty commercials. Did you hear about the whole it gets better kerfuffle with the 49ers players? <laughs> was it all the players or just one no, guy? No, just, just some of them. So so people didn't see this. Uh, so I guess the San Francisco 49ers foot American Football League. For no, you gotta, you gotta from... take it a step back even further than that. So this dude, this former 49er was outed for being gay when he was arrested for assaulting his boyfriend. That's how this started. So one of the 49ers being interviewed, and they're like, how do you feel about being gay in the NFL? And he basically said, you could be gay. You just can't be gay in the NFL. I don't want faggots in the locker room with me. And the interviewer's like, well, then, so people should keep closeted until they're out of the NFL? He said, yeah, wait like 10 years for that shit. 
Needless to say, this did not go well. And a lot of other... This I is in San Francisco. This, this is, is this how what, the lead up to the video being created? No, 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 no. The, the, so this goes on to... A bunch of 49ers are asked about this. and Or about being gay in the NFL. Recently, and one of them like says, yes, this is lead up to the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought we were talking about the, like, I'm, why I'm this getting gets, to that gets better video was created. No. See, this is the punchline. A year ago, a bunch of 49ers appeared in an It yeah, Gets Better video. Yeah. So, what, so this is like a year ago. It Gets Better, for those you don't know, is anti-bullying for gays, pretty much. It's like to tell it's gay youth. It's mostly for gays, yeah. Yeah, to tell gay youth lesbian gay trans bi youth, that, yeah things get that better things will get better yeah. if you just have to get out of teenagerhood and like google has done this pixar has done this yeah. all these, all these, but what was these, cool like, yeah. is they got a bunch of tough looking 49ers in this video and it was great that they did that especially in a sport that's so associated with homophobia one of the 49ers this week who's in the video said basically I, yeah. said i would no i'm not co-. he didn't say i hate gays but he did say i'm not comfortable well, with his official statement where it's the most inarticulate, like, yeah, yeah. uh-uh, he was gays, like, uh, gotta get I out of here, I don't know, uh-uh, get it, out of here. So, but then someone said to him, you oh, were man. in this It Gets Better video, and he was like, no, I wasn't. I wouldn't have known gay stuff. Yeah, yeah. he was like, but it was like, no, and then eventually later, someone else is like, oh, I thought this was about bullying. I'm like, dude, <laughs> it's about gay. <laughs> so, yeah, but what's great is that his, respo- his response was super well, inarticulate, and then the official response that came out afterwards was so well-worded. Yeah, it was all like, so many SAT I feel words. for Susan. <laughs> Said, if I have Darth offended thine eye, and I was like, I don't think that guy wrote that. That that that, that uh, yeah. That anyway, apology. shocking oh. that, but it mostly made me sad that it's it's San Francisco 49ers. It's it's Gay Town USA, the gayest football league for the gayest football town. In the, it made me uh, sad. It just fuck. Well, this also sucks. That's why I was rooting for the Ravens. Now you like, I didn't realize that people could be so easily bullied into being parts of these videos. So like, next time I see one of those videos, I'm like. How much of these people actually understand what the hell they're talking it's, about? Yeah, it's because like, well, what is funny is it's a marketing stunt now exactly. more than anything else. It's, well, it's it not was actual. at the time; it is not no longer in vogue. But well, yeah, now 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 that it's cooler for companies to do that, like it's kind of a fashionable thing for companies to do that. Like, <laughs> it's it fashionable better. to like the gays. Well, also like if you're promoting a company or anything like that, it helps to have that kind of video because like you like that gets a company's name out there. Like, oh, did you hear about this company? You know oh, what? Pass around all my gay friends. Oh, eight <laughs> uh, like. The Bell Company, like, you know, oh, the Taquitos Company that makes <laughs> t- uh, I was just the Bell Taquitos. Company? Do you mean, like, a company that manufactures bells? No, Is that I was, where you I was went thinking to? about the telephone company that uh, okay. hasn't existed in 25 so. years. Um, but, like, oh, yeah, they, like, that's a great way for, like, it's the, the Bill, Buffalo Bill. Taquito Company to get its name Bill. out there. Oh, I guarantee you, Buffalo Company loves gays. Nothing, nothing is going to go less viral than your warehouse manager <laughs> looking at a camera and saying it gets better. Uh, I I used to get bullied until I I I claimed ultimate power in the warehouse of the Buffalo Chicken Wing <laughs> Taquito Company. I no longer get bullied. And I just kind of wish I was dead. I, all I just say. I married, married my high school sweetheart when I got her pregnant. We've been married for 25 years. I hate her, and she fucks my brother on the side. It gets better. It depends on your definition of better, I guess. It gets quote-unquote better. It gets not worse, maybe. When I drink and watch the Super Bowl, do don't do think about it. you bullying video about when all you do is get bullied by God in life? It gets better when, you, when you're taken by the sweet relief of death. Silence the guy. So the crazy guy in Silence the Game. Do you mean Hannibal Lecter? No, there's another crazy 
guy. Okay, and I don't know. And then trying to help uh, uh, Gold Globe's crazy lady trying to capture. <laughs> oh, Bill. And this crazy lady, he's, or this crazy guy, he's <laughs> capturing ladies and putting them on in a pit. And he's trying to get them skinny so he could use their skin to make a lady suit. This is an actual real movie. I'm just not making, this is not just a Bill's fucking having a melt, mental breath, uh, meltdown. No. And so when he yells at the people in his pit, he addresses them as it. And yeah. so I just imagine. <laughs> and like, so this is the famous thing where like it, like it, it puts it's the lotion, lotion in the basket. Yeah. Where yeah. it, it, it gets the hose again. So when I hear it gets, it gets better. I just think <laughs> this kind of retarded guys like, get better. It gets better when its skin becomes more luscious <laughs> for the harvesting. Anyway, oh, what I'm trying to say is, fuck the 49ers. So, so yeah, 49ers got their asses kicked. Yeah. Don't, you know, they almost pulled it out, which, you know, that's all I want from football. All I want from football is a good show. Well, the Ravens were flipping out justifiably so because they were on the way to crush the 49ers. Yeah. And then they had this half hour break right after, yeah. actually just right after um the halftime too. So yeah. it was pretty much all... Except for like the one 49ers or two got time to stretch and get yeah. their head in the game, and that's exactly yeah. what happened. So the 49ers actually launched kind of a comeback and came very close to actually tying the game up at the very last couple. Seconds it would have been but... intense if the 49ers had barely won, because then that would have been a, like a, a century of people going. If the power hadn't got out, if someone hadn't used exactly, two people yeah. in the same house hadn't used hair dryers at the same time. Who knows? Also, do, you didn't see the Beyonce halftime show. No, I missed all that. I've never cared about Beyonce, but watching that, I was like, oh, what's up, Beyonce? Beyonce is rad. See, I, know, I, I don't have a problem with her music or anything. No, no, no. Like, she writes ridiculous, music. dumb music. But man, that is, music she you can shake your booty one of the to. best halftime shows I've ever seen for really? Super Bowl. Really? Did she actually impressive. sing? Yeah, no, she Well, then she made a point of like... Okay, good. Like, she was addressing people you know, specifically. I saw someone's like, joke on Twitter. It's like, it's almost like no one has ever seen a half-naked woman do karaoke before. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's what well, it's, 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 it was cool because like it was all the halftime show was all her, which is rare because usually for halftime shows they'll have like like a half a dozen different acts and all kinds of. Cr- it was just her singing for like half an hour. I'm gonna throw one thing out there though. Fuck a boatload of anyone who lip syncs the presidential inauguration but live sings the Super Bowl. Yeah. Fuck a boatload of you. Having see. said that, I love Beyonce. She was singing outside. <laughs> I retract cold. my. Fuck a boatload of Beyonce. I guess it was a big like deal because Destiny's Child came out. He, yeah. She was like... Don't tell me about Super Bowl. She went to her sex pit. <laughs> she, said, she said, Destiny's Child, it gets better. It gets the hose again. So You're gonna make oh, Bill. You're allowed out of the sex pit if you make me look better in light of my lip-seeking at the inauguration. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I guess she's saying she sang like half a song with Destiny's Child, or like they sing they sing a quick like a quick like selection of their greatest hits. Yeah, like a little melange, and then she kicked them off the stage, and she continued singing all by herself. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it was a big. It doesn't get better if you're Destiny's Child. Her vagina flapped out, and her boob kind of half flapped out, and but yeah, I guess no one got too upset about that. All but, I know but, is that a lot. I saw a lot of people tweeting that it either reaffirmed either their heterosexuality if they're men or their homosexuality if they're women. She was hot. It was. It was like she was like an Amazon. On, on that goddamn yeah. stage. Well, it didn't hurt too Beyonce. because uh, half the time, instead of using live backup dancers, she just had pre-recorded uh, uh, duplicates of herself, mm-hmm. like on a big screen behind her. So it was just like twenty Beyonce, yeah, <laughs> a bajillion <laughs> Beyonce. Okay, so now I have to watch like a weird, this. It was a really weird, crazy, like heterosexual like, sex dream. It's like, 
they could be opposite. Everybody who likes me. tits and ass had a good time is what you're telling well, me. Especially, yeah, if you're like half drunk guy watching the Super Bowl and you're already kind of <laughs> like, oh man, I want to put my dick in something. Beyonce starts to like wiggles her ass in front of you and on the TV for half an hour. Yeah, it's it's that's gonna get good reviews. Oh lord. Well, well I'm glad you had a good a time. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> I think that was more than we have spoken about sports in the entire run of the Boy Hattie it's podcast. Like video game talk. <laughs> no, it does not. Right. Well, it just alienates readers or listeners <laughs> for a different reason. Holy shit, and we've never identified ourselves. Hey, everybody, it's the Boy Hattie podcast. I'm Annie. I'm Bill. This is the podcast for February. I don't even know what day we're supposed it's to put up this podcast anymore. It's after my birthday. I don't give a shit anymore. We're All time is meaningless. We're recording a couple days early because Annie, uh, is, Annie's going on vacation for the next couple days. So in lieu of skipping a week, yeah. we're just recording it a couple oh, days early. Yeah. When did we say the podcast is going to start going up from now on? Uh, well, we're Fridays? recording on Thursdays, which means so it goes be Fridays. up on Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday yeah. nights into Fridays, depending yeah. on where we're at in the world you are when we go live. Yeah. Robot. Oh, I wasn't burping. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> You're just saying robot for no reason. Oh my god. <laughs> Bill, do not make yourself vomit on Did your you computer. hear that supposedly the guys who made you haven't seen Rick or Ralph? Yes, you I saw have. Rick I saw Did you Rick see Ralph. that they wanted to put Tron in there and they might if they make a sequel, they might try to sneak some Tron stuff they in there? Should. Which is hilarious, because the old yeah. Rick and Ralph is just Tron for yeah. stupid like actually Tron is actually more adult no, Wreck It Ralph is actually more sophisticated than actually. I was gonna say Tron uh Wreck It Ralph is just Tron for kids, but it's actually Bill, the Wreck It Ralph is Tron for people who aren't thirty five years old. I'm gonna throw that out there. <laughs> hey, let's not talk about that bullshit. Let's talk about the fact that my birthday was on Saturday. How'd let's that talk go? about the important crap in this world. What'd I had a really good birthday. I, I woke up. Sexy steaks. My wife made me amazing breakfast, and then I spent what kind of four breakfast? hours. Your wife does make good food. She makes really good food. We had um, coffee. No, we actually had breakfast burritos. My wife makes a mean breakfast burrito, and per my request, it was seventy-five percent sausage, twenty-five percent eggs. So it was even better. <laughs> oh, I like you. You're more of a sausage fan. I am than a meatitarian, Bill. Actually, I don't bacon? like eggs. Ah, bacon? I don't want a bacon in my breakfast burrito. Bacon is good, though. Bacon well, yeah, is sausage-y, great. But don't yeah, get me wrong. I can see that. The texture and everything. Because it's basically like, like you get, you, you make, you I make. I can see it as an accent or maybe sliced ham. In a breakfast? Yeah, okay, see, no. Okay, not eh. bad. No, ham in a breakfast burrito, I can see. But I like me sausage, sausage and a little bit of eggs. And you basically scramble it with a sausage and some onions and some yeah, bell peppers. Oh, man. With some tomatoes on top. A little top, bit of crispiness, a little bit and, of color. And uh, uh, avocado. And then some paste picante sauce. And some co- uh, cheddar cheese. You got yourself a goddamn fine There were two bites of that first burrito, and then it was just sex in bed. Just boning nonstop. No, I had a four-hour panic attack. I just just imagine Foley cooking naked with the apron after that. She's like, oh, God. I'm just imagining, like, like the the hot sausage jumping up on your titties, and it's an uncomfortable thought. I'm just saying that's going to be a really high apron. (laughs) I'm not saying, you know... That's no. why I'm saying there's an apron. I spent three or four hours having a panic attack because my wife said, she was like, okay, it's your birthday. My my deadline for myself for getting a new computer was my birthday. Yeah. So my wife picked my up. deadline? Because if I didn't give myself a date, I would never do it. Okay. And also my parents gave me some money for my birthday for my computer. Oh, very cool. My yeah, wife okay. picked up some freelance. I picked up some freelance. I'm like, okay, I can finally get a computer. Which meant I spent three hours having a panic attack 
double thinking, Aww. triple thinking, checking other things. Was, I, this on, was this actually on the morning of your birthday? Oh, yeah. I had breakfast, and then I stayed then in bed until so three, yeah, yeah. until 3 o'clock in the afternoon, staring at computers online, so freaking you, out. But you wound up getting an iMac. Did you just... Uh, I did. You just submit an order through the Apple store? Yeah. yeah. I just wound up... I got, an, I got a computer, and I'll just dual boot it, and then I can play games. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like... Uh, who, who was it? Um, Maxwell, uh, Maxwell Motley. Motley. She says yeah. that, that's her setup right now. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about it, because I, as I've mentioned before, I really want I'm looking forward to being able to play old games again. Like, I want to show my wife both Throttle. Mm. I want to show my wife The Dig. Like, there's so many things I want to share with her, and I want to try myself. This is the year I want to start getting into uh, Windows gaming, too. Dude, whether you. It's, whether I get, like, just a standalone box, or I, like, because I, I, I need to get a new You need to wait for Max. Steam Box, Bill. You gotta. I'm, well, I'm going to get a Steam Box. Steambox going to come out? Well, they haven't said, but it's going to be oh, within the next year. next year, yeah. It, well, which is in the next year. It's going to... Well, I, that, you I know. mean, I shouldn't be that worried about because we do have new consoles coming out. Exactly. Year, so, but there's, like, enough stuff, like... Oh, man. Yeah, I figured out that I will have my... Uh, Let's put it this way. I want to get one just so I can keep up with you because if you start playing a uh, shitload of stuff that is Windows only and I can't... I'm just going to be... So many of our podcasts are me just going to... That It'll be nice. just like every movie podcast we've <laughs> exactly, ever yeah. done, Bill. <laughs> just be a little equal opportunity, motherfucker. Yeah, no, I thought about that this year. I'm like, shit, I bought a new computer. By the end of the year, I'm going to have to buy an Xbox and a PS4. Yeah, uh, this is going to be the year of Unbrokening. No, if it, there's an Uncharted launch title, fuck that. I'm going to be <sighs> there opening yeah. night, just freaking out. And if rumors are true, PS4 is going to be the only next generation console that you can play like used games on. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Just sell that shit today. Well, no, I didn't. I I, I, well, I mean that's a stand. That's a rumor that's, that's been, been on forever. For a long time, yeah. But, but yeah. I have not. See, I was actually really ha- happy to come home because I kept seeing these like one line snippets on Twitter today mm-hmm. in the last couple of days that I haven't been able to investigate. So I'm like, I can't wait to come come to the Boy Hattie podcast and see what Bill is, can tell me about all this news I've kind of seen trickle in this week. I mean, not a lot of stuff that you haven't heard of be, uh, already. It's just like old rumors bubbling up again. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, you know, yeah. if I'm if I'm a if I'm a key holder at one of those consoles, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that in Geek Weekend. Yeah, we'll get to that. Anyway, yeah, I'm gonna go broke this year. I can't afford a, a Nathan Drake statue. So when do you get your iMac in? Uh, March 11th. Okay, so it'll probably be a month uh, until you can start playing World of Warcraft. Which sounds we've got enough support people like chiming in saying they want to play. We will we will be uh, be playing World of Warcraft. Friends. I got an external headset. Also, hey, also t- uh, this week, actually just today, my new Xbox headset arrived, so we can play some Scott Pilgrim or something with. The, we can do game nights with people. Did you hear on that Xbox they just Play. delayed that though? What the the Scott Pilgrim what? DLC? Yeah. Did that get delayed? Like, yeah. The well, they didn't have a release date for it, and then out of blue, they're like, "Oh no, February fifth, woohoo!" And oh, then they were w- like, "Oh no, we mean a month from now," because they had to serious? go through certification. And my thing is, motherfuckers, why don't you plan on certification when you're talking about release dates? I assume that certification had already why happened. Why tell people February fifth if you're not even quite sure if that's the actual? Yeah. Oh my god. Because dumb. you know what? Pretty much at this point. No, I'll have a no. good time playing it with people eventually. But the, I'm no, not, my heart. We can find something else to play with people nope. online. Nope. What, dude? What other multiplayer game do I want to play in the Xbox? Uh, Call of Duty. We could just be the no. world's worst clan. No. I own it on the PS3. Minecraft. No, I don't want to play Minecraft. It's not like you don't own it. I don't enjoy Minecraft. Just sit there and then we build stuff around your That character. sounds really fun. We're going to build you the biggest that sounds Minecraft like, PS. You know what you guys are going to do? You thing. guys are going to... I'm going to be vaguely logged in while I play phones on my... Uh, games on my touch. You watch movie while the Xbox is on you got the headset there on. There you go. Yeah. I've got my touch that I'm watching How It's Made on Netflix. I'm explaining to y'all how they make boats while you 
wrapped around me. The cave. Well, no, the cave doesn't have like online. It's couch co-op. Did you beat that? I well, I mean, I played through to the end with three characters. Oh, okay. I played about. Uh, I played with Dylan this week. We we got up to the end of the Adventure Ladies segment. Was that the first or second segment in your? I think it was the first. Okay. Yeah, that's the only the character centric in that game we've done. I think it's kind of I. In my game, I had the uh, the uh, the adventurer in my party, and she was second. So I don't know if it's randomized. We have the adventurer. We have time traveler lady, which I hear that yeah, she's got the most fucked up puzzle in the game. And we've got I, I think say it's scientist most... lady. Oh, that's what I did. Well, that's interesting because for me, oh, I guess it was adventurer. Uh, time traveler scientist. That was the order. Yeah. But I guess there's no online multiplayer for that. So it's that's... couch co-op. It really should be couch co-op. Oh, the way couch you co-op it. is designed badly though. In terms well, of here's the thing. Who's controlling what? And who's that's doing the thing. What, when. Couch co-op really is ideal for three players. Yeah. In a perfect world, you have three people on the sofa. But me and Dylan, it's it, this is great. I think this is the first time I've ever actually got her to put an Xbox 360 controller in her hands because yeah, we were playing the simultaneously. Yeah. But instead of uh with, with the cave on Xbox Live, I thought it would, it would turn into a split screen thing. No. Thing. No, it's. Which Everyone shares sense. the same screen. That doesn't make but sense like, for the gameplay. But, like, you switch between the three characters you're playing as with Couch Co-op by h- hitting, like, different characters assigned to different buttons on the D-pad. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to switch to see what the, like, the Adventure Lady is doing, you press up and they'll show. But if you want to take control of the Adventure Lady, that's, you, like, double tap on up and that'll, you'll be in control. But, like, it's, it's, it, you can sometimes accidentally take control of a character while they're already using that character. and, and Especially, By uh, pressing the D-pad. But, like, some puzzles which are very timing-centric, that can get really fucked up because, it, like, the trickiness of switching between characters between I will argue the only really time I've had that trouble in this game was in the adventurer level. Yeah, because there's a couple puzzles in that game where you have to have people uh, running back and forth between a couple different marked pressure plates while the, adventure, yeah. while the second uh, car- uh, person yeah. playing as the adventure lady runs and does stuff. It's all very timing-based. My wife and I very and nearly like, had oh. a domestic dispute around that well, doing that and there was a bug where dylan as while controlling the adventure lady she just mysteriously sunk into the ground and couldn't get out of the ground for no like it was just a bug and so it was like i didn't run into that ron gilbert i love you but fucking christ we should have just been playing uh uh maniac mansion on on nesticle or something instead but it's not bad it's just yeah man multiplayer maniac mansion would be fantastic why don't they just bring well it's a lucasfilm game i was gonna say dude guess what LucasArts games ain't never gonna happen ever again unless it got Star Wars. They on have the title. never really talked about what's going on with Lucasfilm games, huh? In terms of like well, licenses and stuff. Well, to be fair, oh well, here's the thing: LucasArts. Okay, now I got now you've touched on my LucasArts nerd background. Yeah. Uh, LucasArts hasn't touched any of their properties that are not Star Wars in years. Yeah. Like really. Well, you think uh, with new owners though, man. If I were, if I were part of Disney Interactive, and I said we just bought George Lucas's bullshit, and on the Star Wars film front, their whole thing is like, we're going back to Lawrence Kasdan, we're going back to the guys who helped uh, George Lucas make the original movies. I would love them to see go back and like, go get the guy who made X-Wing. Have him make a new X-Wing game. No, Bill. Because go, those, go those brands... No! That he is the dumbest bullshit I've ever heard. Uh, I love LucasArts. I'm a big LucasArts fan. Disney could wipe their ass with the Monkey Island property and throw it away and not give a shit. Like, that is the lowest but priority like, of their no, properties. But if, if Disney's hell-bent on, like, getting into the video game market, which they don't, they've never mm. really seemed to be that... They don't give a shit. Then why would they? Why are they going to go into that? They only care because about their properties that they own. It's another thing they can control. 
But dude, they look at Disney Inter- stuff. They look own at, those properties. Look at Disney Interactive for the last however many years, Bill. Well, it's all Skyrim or not how Skyrim. Much... It's all Skylander shit now. It, well, yeah, and that's the only way they're making money. And they tried they with like everything else. Ex- I mean, yeah. Mickey. So what are they gonna do? They're gonna go. Oh, you know what? Our well-known, internationally beloved brands didn't do well in games. Let's go back. Let's make another Loom. No, no. You, you go back and the things that were a big deal in the gaming community. You go back and. Bring this back to life. When is catering well. to the gaming community... Th- I should say... Let me take it back. When is catering to the old school gaming community ever made anybody any money? Not as long as the games are good. that'll it'll, it'll cultivate a new audience. Yeah, but... Not saying it's going to make them immense, but in terms of just building uh, consumer confidence in Disney Interactive and the choices they're making, some of the easiest, cheapest decisions they could have could do is say, hey, Ron Gilbert, would you just make another Maniac Mansion for essentially pocket change? Just so we have that's a new brand we've recultivated again and kind of like get some consumer confidence from old school gamers and stuff. Yeah. And just use that as a stepping stone towards making bigger and different, you know, bigger and better fresh material. I don't know. Let me put it this way. Disney bought Lucasfilm and they haven't said anything about doing anything with Indiana Jones, which is actually a brand that people know about. Also, Paramount also owns a part. I don't think they get Indiana Jones scot-free. I'm sure there's some, there's at least got to be some distribution shit. I'm going to throw out there that Indiana Jones is worth the trouble, whereas Maniac Mansion. No, I'm just saying, but no, I'm not. not I'm not saying Maniac Mansion. Whereas Full Throttle a... is not, or Grim Fandango <sighs> is not. In my fantasy land, Disney goes. These properties are worthless to us. Double Fine. Do you want to own Full Throttle? Oh yeah, that's my. But fantasy that's land. less likely but than that, what I'm talking. Oh, about. I think it's as likely in that both are never going to happen. <laughs> World, yeah, we're talking about fantasy land. I'm just saying, saying. they're never gonna. This is the tragedy. This is the secret tragedy of Disney now owning LucasArts. Whereas LucasArts, you know, as little as only a couple years ago, would say, "Hey, Telltale, you want to license Monkey Island? Here, do it." Do you think Disney would ever do that? Fuck no! No, they can't do exactly what they want to do with them. They'll just lock into a vault and they'll just rot. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? Guess what? Gonna rot in a vault forever. Do you know how much that kills me? Do you know how much I love Grim Fandango? Do you know how much I love Full Throttle? I saw on Twitter the other day a dude who had a Polecats tattoo from Full Throttle. For the first time in my life, in my life, Bill, I thought... That is a nerd tattoo I would get. What's what's the tattoo look like? Um, in Full Throttle, the reticule, like the actual controller, when you click on anything mm-hmm. to eliminate the verb bar on the bottom half of the screen, instead when you click on things, essentially a mini verb bar pops up. Okay. And it is in the form of a tattoo of your the protagonist's biker gang, the polecats. And, you know, so it's this figural tattoo, and depending on which part of it you'll click, it's like you can use, talk, look, lick. Like, it's, it's a ridiculous Christ. thing. And, but it's a great little design. And yeah. I was like, fuck, I would have a Polecats tattoo. Where'd you get it? On my back. Okay. On your back? Like, mm-hmm. where? On your shoulder? Business of your business, Bill. Bill, my body's my property, Bill. Butt? Yes, Bill. Right on my taint. <laughs> Which actually you could do because the middle of the action box was oh, empty. Oh God! For yeah. whatever you've clicked on, like to allow that to be visible. Yeah, that, yeah. This person, their solution was to have the pint, uh, the um, uh, polecats logo in the middle. But you could do it on your taint, which makes sense. Do you want to touch the taint? Do you want to? Excuse me, in your butthole. Do you want to touch the butthole? Do you want to lick the butthole? Do you want to talk to the butthole? Do you just want to oh, look at the butthole? All the of side, these yeah. verbs are still accurate. So. <laughs> There you go. 
I just I just want to on my butthole just um <laughs> around my butthole it's 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 the microwave that you can cook the hamster in in Maniac Mansion. <laughs> the guy just standing to the side. Yep. Just waiting to hit like do you hit the button? Yeah. Use microwave. How do I think about your 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 full throttle paint tattoo? <laughs> well, Billy shouldn't have brought it up, yeah, Bill. That, that's all this week's uh, podcast. Annie's full throttle paint tattoo. <laughs> sure, Bill. Well, just use the acronym. What's the acronym for that? Uh, I have had just enough Merlot that I can't remember. Is that female male sex transitions? FTM You need to stop talking right now. I pronounce it You need to stop talking right now. So, what did I do this week? Fuck. I'm, oh yeah, I'm, no, I didn't get finished my birthday, so I had a birth, I had a panic attack for four hours. My um, bottom iMac. My wife took me to Ringside here in town. Now Ringside That's is the sex circus. Yes, Bill. Ringside is a steakhouse <laughs> that's been open since the '40s here in town. I always get it confused with Ringlers, which is a McMinimins restaurant inside the Crystal Ballroom. Okay. So I was like, oh, whatever. I think you described this as being inside the Crystal Ballroom because well, I got confused. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, Ringside is this real, actually, really nice place, and because it's Portland, I loved it because there are people in formal wear, and there are people in flip flops, like sitting at tables mm-hmm. next to each other. I had the best steak I've ever had in my entire life. Like, I stared down at my steak and I said, Foley, you know what? We had a good run. But this ribeye can give me things that you can't. No. It was kind of, it was like, I, I took a bite and I had to swallow twice just to candle the juices before I could swallow the meat. It was the best thing I have ever eaten in my entire How life. How much was it? My mine was forty bucks. That's not bad. Considering the for like age, steaks? yeah. I mean, there was on the menu. There was a you could get a porterhouse for two for one hundred fifty dollars, which I was kind of tempted to do. But my wife would at not that point. Me. I mean, why not? Yeah, so fucking good. I had a Hendrickson tonic, which is one of the best gin and tonics I've ever had in my life. They have amazing onion rings of all things. Oh, it was Is the it best like onion rings onion ever. Rings? Had no, it was actually seven dollar onion rings for a fucking huge oh, basket. Sounds like a great That was place. more than me and Foley could handle. I love restaurants handle. that have great expensive food, but the, at least the sides aren't overpriced yeah. either. Well, like, I mean, and I don't think that, like I said, I do not think that steak was overpriced. Yeah, I had I've leftovers. Been some steak, steakhouses in town where like onion rings will be like here's fifteen dollars, twenty dollar onion rings. I am a Texan. I say this as a Texan. That was the best steak I've ever had in my entire life. That sounds erotic. It was so good. And then my wife took me to go see Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. It was terrible and so great. (laughs) I didn't know it was rated R. Yeah. I had no idea it was rated R. There's red band trailers for that movie. I there are more um, cranial explosions per minute in that movie than there are in the Dread movie. Is there nudity? No. Uh, it's all for language and this... explosions. Oh, actually, no, I take it back. You get to see tit and butt. But not Jeff Hardy. Has she been naked in anything? I don't know. I'm only attracted to her in Hansel and Gretel Witch That's Hunters. the weird thing because uh, did you see like all the all the nude scenes in Pitch Perfect? That shit was awesome. Shut up. She saves so, the finale. What's the really end. funny is that my wife and I... When her clothes are blown off in a windstorm. My wife and I are staring at this. We're watching this movie and the start, the, you know, it starts running and it credits all the production companies and it says Gary Sanchez Productions. I'm like, wait a minute. That's Will Ferrell's production company. The movie was produced by Will Ferrell. How fucking bizarre is that? Yeah. Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. Well, they produced it. They signed a check. That doesn't mean any internal involvement. You know. It was really dumb. Okay, here's the thing. This is the mistake they had, I would argue, in making this movie and then marketing this movie. This movie is essentially a bizarre, like, R-rated 
like 80s action movie. There's dumb jokes. There's a lot of practical makeup. Fans of practical makeup really should see this movie. Well, it's all the witches and shit. All the witches and shit. And on top of that, there's this character. In the trailer, they have this buildup for its reveal and they don't show it. But there's this character, this troll, who totally looks like basically bald Ludo from Labyrinth. Yeah. Because the whole point is this troll is kind of this King Kong-like character and that he fall- he's like, oh, Jim Arterton, I gotta take care of you and all this stuff. They become best friends. So his face, yes, they do. And he- so he's got this big, dumb, like, gr- it's a practical suit. It's a great effect. And he's got this big, soft face with these big, soft eyes and he's a big, fucking ugly troll. It's a dumb movie. I enjoyed it so much. Jim Arden did so beautiful. My argument, when I told my wife was rocking the theater, I'm like, the only thing I want from Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters is for Jim Arden to not have a romantic relationship with anyone in the movie. Okay. I just want her to be a badass throughout the movie. And I pretty much got it. There's a portion in the film where she is a damsel, and that pissed me off hard. I did not want to see her be Is it like the finale? Damsel. Sort of. Sally, if it's not the finale, that's not too bad. Well, I mean... It's... I mean, the climax of the film... Is there a part where Hansel it becomes a... See, that was my thing. Sort of. Okay, here's the thing. Well, technically, I mean, the whole plot is based off them having been damsels and, like, do, like kids in distress, at least, but... Here's the... Are you ready like for the kooky twist? Teenagers? No. No, there's a, oh, so it opens with a montage of newspaper clippings that are what all is, in English, <laughs> by the way. What of all the these line place? art. Who the fuck knows? Oh, okay. It's, <laughs> it also takes movies. place in made up a stand. Exactly. Yeah. So there's the opening is a montage of all these newspaper clippings. Are there a rolling newspaper? Pretty much. Oh, not okay. quite that bad, but pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> and it's, it's a montage oh. of them as orphans killing witches. <laughs> As children, it's like orphans save the day. Orphans do this. It's the fucking f- dumbest bullshit. Like I love tiny it. Town I loved it. It was so great and so Aww. dumb. I, I they very clearly wanted to be a franchise. I hope it happens, mm-hmm. just because I want the next one to be aggressively dumber, and like more self awarely stupid. Because the movie kind of does it a little bit, but this movie very sma- much so smacks of edititis. Because it's very repetitive in weird ways, and I would imagine like, I'll probably get an unrated edition. Who knows if that actually cures any of like yeah, sto- whatever you're I'm talking curious. about. But well, I'm sure like, there's going to be like the unrated. It smacks of weird editing next and, month when it comes there's, out. Because there's there's needless repetitive flashbacks. Yeah, it's very strange. But uh, the epilogue is basically a D and D session, which I love. That's something from '80s movies where you'd have like the classic adventurer setup, and then you'd see, oh, they have further adventures, and you can see a little clip of their adventures. Like, what sh- crazy shit are they gonna get up to next? The yeah. end of the movie is is um, Hansel and Gretel and their troll bro and this other party member they pick up going off and having another adventure, and you get to see part of it. And it's just so great. I'm like, that's what I want. I realize that's why I love that movie. It was just like a dumb shit D&D session. One of the first things you see in the movie is... <laughs> so Hansel Gretel and Witch Hunters, and they show up in this town where all these kids have been kidnapped, and you see this guy, and he's 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 setting up his, his stall for the day to sell milk. And he's got these glass milk bottles that have tied around the neck drawings of missing children. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of movie that, is that so it is. Stupid. It's great. See, I think that if you own how dumb you are, it's fine. You just kind of have to own it and go 100% dumb. Was this, this movie went. S- they are not comparable. Oh, okay. I would say the only I point of comparison. Dread. I watch that super soon, though. Yeah. I hate to. I. Here's the thing. I really enjoyed Dread in the same way that I enjoyed Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, and that mm-hmm. I know that most of you assholes are going to watch those things and hate them. But I like that there are... Well, no, here's the thing. I like that there are... I have gotten to see in the last year 
two dumb shit R-rated movies that are not, I wouldn't say Dread is dumb shit, but you know, it's like, it's like movies that are made for me, not a 13 year old, but understand that I like ridiculous things. Maybe I like a stupid amount of squibs. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want to see people explode in slow motion. Yeah. I like that these movies cater to that. Uh, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters had <laughs> the most ridiculous 3D I've seen in a long time. Oh, it was 3D too? Oh yeah. Oh, Jesus. It was, was filmed there, in was 3D. A, oh yeah, I was about to ask. Yeah. yeah. Well, I well, read. They, I looked it up on Wikipedia. Lady, so they could have had a year to convert if it hadn't been. Filmed. I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it said it was filmed half in 3D, half not. I couldn't mm. tell. I'm not a big 3D person, so I didn't really notice. I only yeah. notice 3D when it's either really amazing or really bad. That's really the only time I noticed it. I did not notice it being really bad. But there's a lot of squibs flying off in your faces. And you, I'm serious. There are at least five or six brains that get exploded on screen. Like, that's the kind of movie it is. However, Gemma Arterton. Uh-huh. <sighs> Good times. Jim Arditon. She's really pretty, Bill. Aww. Bill, she's really pretty. You sent her fan letter. Dear Gemma Arditon, I, I want there to be... There's a part of me that wishes this movie came out in 1973 just so that Gemma Arditon could get typecast in weird action films for, like, the next 20 years Would of Would she career. be a good Emma Peel? English yeah. lady, black leather, kid. Actually, she would. Yeah. She would be a good Emma Peel. She'd also be a really good Commander Shepard. Go throw it out there. She'd duck be a really faced, good baby there. chicken. Yes. Not saying she's unattractive, but she has duck baby She duck has face. kissy lips. Yeah. <laughs> she's she one of those ladies with the upper lip that could, She looks like she's I, just about to start giving someone head, where her she, lips are being pushed up like... I don't know what it is. Name, I've seen other name, movies with Jim Arterton and barely noticed I her. I didn't no, really notice Gemma her Arterton. in uh, Quantum of Solace. Yeah. I liked her fine she's in Prince of Persia. She's only in uh, Quantum of Solace for 10 seconds. She's the princess in Prince of Persia, and I liked her fine. I remember liking her more than Jake Gyllenhaal, but I did not yeah, like their relationship her, so much. Her costume and everything in, in, in this movie. Something about Hansel Gretchen Beach I'm not that sort of person. I think it's because the bottom, I think it's the the modern day <laughs> I guess, it's like the modern day thing where the bottom half is ridiculous tight pants and then yeah. the top half is like like it's more like armored and more like an actual jacket mm-hmm. and I really I liked it looks like a sexy video game character for you though. she basically really Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters should be a video game that's what it should be. It really should be. So, so here's the thing. The twist, one of many twists, is that Jeremy Ritter's diabetic <laughs> because the witch made him eat too much candy. <laughs> Why don't we get it? He's diabetic. Was it Gemma Arterton? Did, did, did Gretel do all the rescuing? Like, he's just like, little fat tuna. You and you see. Pound little boy. When you see. When you see the opening backstory. When you see the opening backstory, Gretel gets locked up, and then Hansel, I can't remember what, he has to shovel in the coal into the fire, or whatever. Yeah. And so, and she's making him eat candy and bullshit. What's hilarious is that the witch is played by Zoe Bell. And the only way Back I knew in this. The, day on the, flashback? The, the flashback witch. Oh, really? The only way I knew this, because she had fuck ton of makeup on, yeah. was from her eyelashes. <laughs> I oh recognize Zoe Bell from her eyelashes, which speaks. I like you can recognize Zoe Bell from her eyelashes. <laughs> and if Gemma Arnett's airplane ever crashes and they only find a naked butt hanging from a tree. Well, no, I, I have to that it's a leather clad butt cheek just hanging from a tree. I would like, know, you know that what? butt cheek anyway. I have flicked off three times that butt cheek. I think I know okay, which one it is. Though I've never masturbated, Jeff Arden. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> <laughs> Touch. <laughs> There's what? no reason not to. There's no reason not to. You make an excellent point, Bill. 
You should so, have that tattooed on the on the back of your hand. Which is you know, Arjun's face. <laughs> I just flex. Look up there. So, and I read the Wikipedia page. I'm glad they dropped this. I went and read on Wikipedia. Their other joke was going to be that that Gretel had an eating disorder because of the thing. like what kind. I'm like glad they dropped it. Or just well, and they didn't they... say, but it's like you know. Well, it makes sense. I mean, if you, if you no. give, I wonder if they may. Would well, you think maybe she had that and they, they edited that out? Because it'd be weird just to make uh, Jeremy Renner diabetic. Well, no, the thing and during the movie, I know much, we are. Yeah. The movie they give her, they figure out how to give her a conflict that is not diabetes. <laughs> So they're fine. During the movie, we find out that she is actually a witch, (gasps) but she's a good witch, so it's fine. Who cares? Yeah, it's a dumb. It's an aggressively dumb movie. Does she turn into a good witch at the end? Is she like hot, like good witch? It's ambiguous. We'll see. We'll see in the next movie. So my wife came home and immediately said that was an enjoyably dumb movie, but the sequel could be better. And she came up with this really complicated like scenario. If any of y'all. Tune in next week when I launch my third podcast, Hustle <laughs> and Gretel Witch Hunters fan cast. Did you almost say Witch Hunters? I almost did. Witch Where Hunters. my wife explains her Hansel and Gretel sequel concept, which involves, needless to say, a lesbian werewolf. A lesbian werewolf? <laughs> no, a lesbian werewolf. What's, yeah, girl. What was so, like, lesbian werewolf that goes after a... I can't remember the rest of it. Really, I was just tuning into the lesbian werewolf. Well, I mean, I, we could really do a whole podcast series based on her uh, Hansel and Gretel sequel ideas and my Star Wars sequel <laughs> ideas with Lady Han Solo played by uh, Colby Smulders. There we go. Oh, my Anyway, God. I liked Hansel and Gretel. Which Who's hotter, Gemma Arnerton or Colby Smulders? I like Gemma Arnerton. Okay. Not that you've ever expressed any attraction I'm going to say... Smulders. Well, no, I am incredibly attracted to her again in tight pants when she kicks ass. That's what Maybe that's Smulders, my thing. That's what she's wearing in Avengers. That's what I'm saying. That's the first time where I was like, oh, who's exactly. that Exactly. That turns out I'm the oh, same way. I've seen her on TV a Bill, thousand times. it turns out noticed. you and I just like to watch women who kick ass I, while wearing tight pants. I am shocked that we're uh, turned on by ladies in skin-tight clothing. <laughs> we must be the first. We should warn other people that this might happen. <laughs> We've made this... We are the Wright brothers of tight pants. <laughs> Christ, Bill, what'd you do this week? Was that all you did this week? I was. Well, how I did was, you end your birthday? I did. Annie's birthday. I had a shit ton of sex with my wife. What else do you want? Well, she was dressed up like Emma. No. Oh, hello, Annie. My wife is oh, wonderful. Pretty. My wife made me cupcakes. My wife made me funfetti cupcakes with frosting That's and so- sprinkles. No, shut up. No, it did not. But this meant that on Sunday, we, Sunday night, we didn't go grocery shopping or anything. I had no food. So Sunday night, we were like, we don't want to make food. I don't know. We don't really want to. We didn't want to order anything. We didn't want to go out. So we just had for dinner on Sunday night cupcakes and whiskey. (laughs) I had six cupcakes and... I'm not gonna and then say. Diabetic and I'm you not had to gonna kill say because you found out she was a witch and she was I'm not gonna say how many fingers of whiskey, but I'm will throw out there that it'll probably be more accurately measured in fists. <laughs> to the point that I don't want to have cupcakes or whiskey again. Just wake up naked in your backyard least. the next morning. <laughs> I just cupcakes and whiskey, the Anna Maloney story. Pretty much, man. Fun Betty not... though, that sounds fantastic. Well, what's funny Did is you that make cupcake sandwiches. No, because I had six cupcakes for dinner, five or six. Cupcake and then the next morning sandwich. I went to work and my coworker, so I have this wonderful coworker who, I have many wonderful coworkers, but this one lady is an amazing baker. 
she's just crazy good, very talented, mm-hmm. makes both good tasting things that are beautiful to, to behold. She, for the first time in her life, used a box of cake mix to make me funfetti cupcakes. Confetti. Funfetti cupcakes for my birthday, but not knowing that I had cut funfetti cupcakes for dinner the night before. So I show up the next day, I'm like, oh boy, more funfetti cupcakes! <laughs> I, it was a funfetti cake that I made for you for your birthday that year, where I told you you had a secret hidden prize inside the cake, and that you had you to tear it with your fingers because it was so delicate that you didn't want to cut it with a knife. And you <laughs> tore apart your own birthday cake, and at the end you were like, where's my prize? And I was like, and you almost killed me. It was the best. But just, I love, I saw a picture of you sitting there with your ruined cake on the table with your hands just covered in funfetti cake and icing. Just going, hum. It was the best. Told me that, man. You have the Bill's, best birthdays. Funfetti Bill's is the birthday best. memories. It's, it's, it's diabetic cake with, with Oh, so I do have to say, coloring. I forgot the most important thing. So my wife, my, my, god damn, my wife. My wife is the best lady. She is so kind to me. She's very tolerant of my birthday bullshit. Uh-huh. She made a birthday video for me. She got like 40 to 45 people to record happy birthday messages for oh, me. Very cool. And then compiled it together for a birthday message. She got friends near and far. Did everyone just get a single word? No. Hey, I love you, no. Annie. It was wonderful. My wife is great. So I woke up and I had delicious breakfast and I watched her beautiful video and I cried. And then I had a panic Saturday attack. Saturday sounds computer. like a really surreal day. I had all the emotions. <laughs> Lust, uh, fear, <laughs> panic, joy. Cake. Cake. <laughs> the most important of all, cake. Man, what I do this week? Oh, happy birthday. Happy belated Thank birthday. Thank you, Bill. Uh, thank you to beloved listener Grumpy Turtle, who for my birthday I, I opened up my Steam account. I ha- I've had a Steam account since two thousand nine, but I never did anything with it. I mean, I never friended anybody because well, there's not much you know, to play. Well, no, I mean, I, yeah, as a Mac person, I got it to I don't know. Also, you're not much of a con- like a computer gamer anyway. My computer was so junk, garbage mm-hmm. from the start. I couldn't, so I I friended a bunch of people. If you guys want to friend me, I think I'm. I don't know how Steam Steam works. I think I'm toughest frail. Did you friend me? I uh, I did. Mr. You did H. not accept my request. Bill. Oh shit! I'll do that right now. Anyway, I uh, I'm tough as real. T- Grumpy Turtle very sweetly bought me a bunch of adventure games. Thank you so much. Windows Grumpy compatible. Turtle. Yeah. Well, some of them are Mac. No. Okay. So anyway, it'll be nice when I finally get my Grumpy birthday Turtle, computer. Awesome. Thank you, Grumpy Turtle. Grumpy Turtle, you have gotten me adventure games. You built me a cowboy town in Minecraft. He, yeah. He he gave me all the weapons I used to be Diablo three with. Didn't he give you a bunch of shit in Borderlands 2? Yeah. Grumpy Turtle single-handedly... He just just dropped off like 20 guns. Here's the thing. Grumpy Turtle giveth in that he gives us all these wonderful things and helps us and empowers us. And he taketh away by having such an insane gamer score on Xbox (sighs) that it makes me feel like shit. And he's also like a ballet dude. Which blows my mind. He works for the ballet company. I think he's a dancer. And like, because we were playing on Xbox Live. I think we were running around in Minecraft once and he's like, okay, I gotta go to work. Uh, something, something, uh, the ballet guys, ballet company is going to start with my, without me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a ballet dancer, motherfucker. I'm like, is this for real? <laughs> like, no, I gotta go. Is this so a real life? Is this around. a fantasy? Well, um, remember he invited us to go see, uh, Nutcracker that he was in. Oh, that was like my, the night of my birthday in and December. some other stuff was yeah. going on. Yeah, it was kind of a... We couldn't go, but yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Grumpy yeah! Turtle, you're amazing. Anyway, so yeah, I guess, I don't know how to start a Steam group. See, I haven't, I only have used Steam. I haven't, I haven't done, he'll, he'll, he'll have, me, him and uh, Max will have to show us how to use all this I, stuff. I only use Steam on my touch right now because my computer is so broken, I don't even bother. 
So I can't. I can barely do half the things that you should do on Steam. But you're tough. Should we make? Frail I'm, I think I'm tough as frail on Steam. No, it's, it's with a space. Okay, I'm Mr. AIDS. I think all one word. M I S T R spelled out AIDS. A I D S. Do we? Can word. we start a boy howdy group on Steam? Knowing Grumpy Turtle, the moment he listens, us, he will make one and send us invites. <laughs> this is the part of our relationship with Grumpy Turtle. We start getting lazy. Where we just start expecting him to be Santa Claus for us. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll figure out eventually. Also, actually, we just got an email from somebody asking for your uh, Xbox Live gamer tag too. Oh, I am two girls, one co-op. All one word. Yeah, I think it's on my about page on boyhattypodcast.com. Yeah. Um, I put both my um Xbox Live tag and yours. What's mine? Mister Aids. I forgot. Exactly. Mister Aids. Is on it Mister Space Aids? Yes. Yeah. But again, I think both of that the information is on both of our um. Uh, pa- bio pages stuff, of Boy yeah. Hattie. I should maybe put that on the front page. Did you watch the 30 Rock finale this week? No. <sighs> Bill, remember we were recording during it. I know, but I watched it since then. Yeah. It took it me good? a couple days. It was good. Yeah. Man. I, I missed this whole last season. All the way until, yeah, you need to kind of like watch last season. See, that was my thing. It, I didn't want to just, leading up to yeah. Stuff. Well, at least if you're going to watch this uh, 30 Rock finale, you should watch that at least the, like three or four episodes leading up to that because yeah. it is plot related. It's not just random shit that happens it, it's it, like those episodes are actually building to something well yeah. i can't talk about them it was very goddamn cute cupcakes and which <laughs> oh man what <laughs> was there for a, a for series Lutz? finale there's a lot of luts in that episode really there's a lot of luts i can't even and man when <laughs> just stop bill 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 for the first time in my life I'm gonna be the voice of the listener who says, "Shut your whore mouth before you let out some spoilers." I just say Liz Lemon, Bill, Bill, Bill. Also, there's one shot of Liz Lemon, which is very cute. She looked really, legitimately goddamn pretty, and it's like the last shot of her on the whole show. And it's like, oh, it's very like Liz Lemon. Now you're not the fuck up. But man, she got fuck. I, I do. don't no eh, eh. I'm seeing it. At this rate, I won't see it for probably until it's on Netflix. It's on Hulu right now. I don't have Hulu. I thought you had Hulu. I did. I quit it because I'm like, why am I paying $10 a month for nothing? Why did you buy nothing? Hulu to begin with? Uh, at the time, there were shows that we were catching up on that were on Hulu. Oh, okay. And as soon as we finished up, we realized we'd been like paying for It seems like everyone I know just suddenly months. started subscribing to Hulu just within the last month or two, so I just assumed everyone was Hulu. No, motherfucker. I was in early, and then I quit. <sighs> Man, okay. Well, anyway, 30 Rock Finale was fucking fantastic. Man, what happened? this stuff in there's... <laughs> Calm down. Has move on. Ending. Calm oh, down. Move on. Funny, Calm like, down. Move right on. Right after watching the 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 there's a, there's a callback or two to the to the to uh, the pilot of Thirty Rock. So I jump back and watch that again. And I forgot like uh, Tracy Morgan is fucking skinny as balls in that first. I yeah. forgot he actually he didn't get Bill, fat, but he had diabetic. Seven problems. years have passed. But you know he had, well, he also had health problems, so he had kind of chunked up too in the last seven years. But I forgot he was kind of skinny and had a goatee in the first episode. Yeah. Jen Maroney looks exactly the same. <laughs> And in the yep. first episode, Tina Fey has the world's worst fucking kind of that bowl haircut, but she it's just really looks bad. like just really odd. I know that Tina Fey doesn't like people who watch the pilot because she she's really ashamed of just like just the writing is kind of obvious. And you go back and you really don't notice any kind of quality difference between the first episode and last. Really, it's <laughs> a, like yeah, Thirty Rock was. I mean, it had, it had its ups and downs, but between the first episode and last episode, it was what it was. It never That's tried. To, it never changed That's the thing about itself 30 Rock. just to arbitrarily do anything. Yeah. To please anybody or anything. Exactly. It's just, yeah. Yeah. It's that's the thing about Thirty Rock. You can say whatever the fuck you want about it Thirty Rock. It stayed true to itself. It, exactly. It was yeah. itself for seven years. 
And that's a hell of a last. I remember we watched the pilot together. Yeah. And I would have never predicted that show. That show days. would last long enough that she would have to shut it down intentionally to keep on raising her goddamn kids. Yeah. Because I think she knew that it, it was inevitable the show was going to get canceled because the show was never ratings, darling. No. And it was a critical, darling. And that's the only thing that kept it alive. Well, the only thing that kept, yeah, kept it alive also is the fact that all of the other NBC shows are on the toilet, too. <laughs> so it was doing badly, but also. It was so a turd floating in the surface of the just toilet. Floating a little bit higher than everything else. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, no, the end of 30 Rock was actually very touching. Even the music! Like, the, like uh, at the very end of the episode, there's a couple musical little things where just, like, the perfect, like, just, like, where the 30 Rock theme kicks in. It's, it's like, almost oh. like the music on 30 Rock is perfect. Jeff Richmond's fantastic. I saw... Um, Jeff Richmond is, I think, the secret sauce of that show. Yeah, he's he's actually uh, Tina Fey's uh, husband. He's one of the executive producers. And he also, yeah, he wrote all the music for 30 Rock. Yeah, he's one of the secret weapons of that show. He Just the score of that thing is fantastic. I saw you could actually buy, like... It was like a multi-disc special edition, like collector's edition uh, version of the soundtrack from the NBC Can store. you? But it's it like used $40. to be, dude. I will spend it. It used to be that it but was it only comes... like a feature on the DVD. That no, you can buy the, the soundtrack. It supposedly comes like a big book. Or no, Man, not a I huge would buy book, but that. Like, the packaging His looks stuff. Right. You should buy that sooner or later because the show going out of business. All that stuff yeah. is either going to sell out. They also have like Tracy. Uh, uh, the girly show with Tracy Jordan mugs and stuff. There's nice. a couple things where I think I might snatch the, that up. The 30 later. Rock, okay, so NBC, I don't know if they do print on demand, I don't know about the quality, but they yeah. always do amazing bullshit with their shows. I'm sure it's a mandate, but like whenever you watch an episode, like for example, when they had the Swansons on Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. when that episode aired, you could go and buy Swanson t-shirts. Like they all, they're really well, smart the about the, clo- the cross-marketing. They have... The Ron Swanson uh, Pyramid of Greatness. That's just a poster you can buy. My wife for Christmas did get for my little sister uh, a mug that says, I met little Sebastian at the Pawnee Harvest oh, Festival. Okay. Did, did it have the Parks and Recreation logo on it? Yeah, it does. Because, yeah, that's the bummer. Because you could also buy, like, a really crappy foam trucker's hat cap that says, like, hello from Pawnee. Yeah. Which it looks like a real trucker's cap, but right in the b- bottom it has, like... Copyright, yeah. trademark, parks and recreation, NBC. They I'm got like, it. Like, Come on, guys. It can't yeah. be fully in universe. Well, I know. It'd be nice to be at least a little, like, you know, pretend that stuff. Bill, you uh, know who does not have a sense of humors? Copyright property lawyer. I'll find <laughs> out one day sooner than later. That's right, Bill. Uh, so, yeah, uh, 30 Rock was fantastic. Uh, I didn't play any Nino Kuni this week because I was waiting. I have this fantasy that I'm going to find the English version of the Companions Guide for that game. Because uh, it just seems like there's enough info in that guide that I wanted to have that in hand while I'm playing the game. What the hell did you just find? <laughs> Wonderella just tweeted. I love Wonderella. Everyone should read Wonderella. Wonderella just tweeted. Disney's filling in the gaps in the Star Wars saga. Finally, we'll get to see Han's adventures between Empire and Return of the Jedi when he's frozen in carbonite. I just gets used as a footstool. <laughs> he's used as a squat toilet by the Vietnamese. <laughs> He's frozen with his mouth anyway, open. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> so Bill so Nino Cooney, uh, a uh, friend of the podcast, Uncle Rupert, he did send me. He, I guess, you must work in the games journalism industry in the UK. Uh, they had sent him a free copy of the Japanese version of the Nino Cooney Wizards Companion. And uh, he had managed to get himself an English copy of this book, so he just sent this to me for free. It's beautiful, it's a goddamn free book, or it's goddamn it's gorgeous. Um, I did find on eBay a copy of the English version, though, which... God, these illustrations are gorgeous. A, I, I have been bidding on. I will not... I have no idea if I'll actually win that or not, but we'll find out soon. But yeah, this book... Bill, well, you're just going to look at the illustrations in this and masturbate. This is, like, the most beautiful Yeah, no, the uh, Nino Cooney Wizards Companion is mine uh, get more ordered in. It's also kind of full <laughs> leather bound, too, so... Yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 really. I think some of the illustrations are by Studio Ghibli and stuff too. No, it's just if like, that's one of the better uh, console video game feelies. Is that what they're mm-hmm. called? Like the little physical things. You get I have no idea. Let's say yes. Uh, I, that that sounds disgusting though. I don't want to talk about my console game feelies. Dear but listeners, it, here's the truth. Things, it's definitely one of the best ones. I've been drinking a how much? Uh, this is I drink. I just drank. Andy's fucked up. I drank. 500 milliliters of Merlot? How much is that? Three glasses. Three glasses yeah. of wine. And however long we've been that? recording. It's... Oh no! I will be. And it's gonna get very sentimental. I'm having soon. a really good time. Let's talk more about Gemma Archer. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Nino Kuni, I'll probably have more to report about that next week after I get my English version of The Companion's Guide. That should be coming soon. Uh, other than that, I've just been playing Fire Emblem. Have you heard about this game? Uh, all I know is everyone's been losing their shit about it. It's a good game! I didn't know what Fire Emblem was until, like, I was playing, what's the game, Smash Brothers for the mm-hmm. Wii U, or for yeah. the GameCube, like, ten years ago. And, you know, it's a game where it's all these different Nintendo games beating the shit out of each oh, other. Oh, yeah, there were Fire Emblem characters on there, weren't there? Yeah, and, like, I remember finding that for the first time, and, like, the most obscure ones I knew about in that game were, like, characters from Earthbound, which I yeah. heard about, but I was like... But, like, finding that game for the first time, you get, like, this character named Marth and someone else. I'm like, what the fuck is a Marth? And, like, I don't know what the fuck this person is. Turns out, yeah, that's a character from uh, the Fire Emblem series, which is, I guess, is a huge franchise for Nintendo in Japan. I guess they've released a couple of games here in the States, but it's, they've never really done any well. I thought that was just a role-playing game, but no, it's a top-down strategy game, just like XCOM. Oh. Except instead of, you know, being all military and stuff, it's all, you know, like... Fantasy. Final Fantasy, where it's a kind of fake Western It's like fantasy. Shining Force for it's the second Genesis. Wait, you, I remember you watching that play. Was it all strategy stuff? Yes. Uh, Shining, you Shining that Force. that on the console. Shining Force. Well, I played it on an emulator. Shining Force is kind of like a uh, oh, yeah, a, a I Genesis. Had, I think you. I thought you had bought it on my Wii Virtual Console. Though. Maybe no. Uh, it was. It was in the Genesis. There. Okay. Not Shining Force. I think they eventually did make DS titles. But anyway, Shining well, it Force like a was. It was strategy. a grid based kind of strategy. But then when you got into combat, it was a role playing game. Like it was okay. basically like role playing combat. So once characters got within range of each other... Oh, and then it went to another screen. Then it went to another screen. And this then is it a little was... bit like that, but once you're on screen, you're just like... Their stats just rub against each other. You still see them like uh, physically fight each other in Fire Emblem, but it's all predetermined when they meet. Like, there's nothing you can do. Like, yeah. it's, it's all automatic once they actually do uh, fight each other. But yeah, no, it's... It's... it's uh, It's... Yeah, just like XCOM, except instead of worrying about satellites, putting satellites into space... And trying to make Japan happy, so they pull, like, so they withdraw funding from the XCOM project. Instead, it's all about. Well, in XCOM, your characters are all randomly generated generic dudes. It's that so you name. funny that you and I, our only point of reference for strategy games is the most recent XCOM game when there's been a rich. And, because and you and li- I are hardcore console gamers. Yeah. How many strategy games to get on on Fire Emblem and XCOM are like the first two strategy games you can play on a on a dedicated handheld or a console in the last ten years, probably since uh, the last uh, Fire Emblem game came out. Yeah. But anyway, so the whole point of this, what I was saying was, yeah, instead of randomly generated characters like you have in XCOM, you actually have story based characters. Like they're all characters are pre with like they they have personalities, they have written parts, they have specific names. Uh, but in this game, you can permanently lose characters just like XCOM. Oh, really? There is an easier difficulty where people will die in combat, but they'll come. You, 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 they essentially come back to life after the after the fight is over. Yeah. But if you're playing the main normal classic mode, you'll permanently lose a character forever. Jesus Christ! Which wouldn't be such a big deal, but like in this game, like the big thing about Fire Emblem, or I don't know if it's this is you can do this in every Fire Emblem game, or if this is brand new to this specific installment, is that the characters like a big part of the uh, the, the, the game is having your characters hang out. 
and be friends with you with each other. Oh and man, that actually sounds that, like something I would like. Yeah, to the point that like you get like characters will get married and then have kids and offspring that can keep on fighting too. It's super awesome. Like so, right now my character Mister Aids, who you can create a character. Like your character isn't made up. Like you could actually name the character. You can choose the gender and stuff. It sucks. Uh, the gender of your character does have a does make an impact on who you can or can't get married. You can't. There's no gay marriage. Of course not. It's a Japanese game. You can. Uh, you can get become best friends, and you can pre- pretty much get almost like a perfect relationship. But you just can't take that extra step to getting married. You just can like be, the first Mass Effect. Yeah, you. you can be BFs BFFs forever. You can't just like. I think the ranking goes from like C to A to B or something like that, and the S rank. Is that when you're in perfect synchronous harmony with your two characters, and that's when they'll they, they, you have the option to actually have them get married. It's very good and cute. And that right now, my character Mister Aids, who looks like this old haggard guy, his uh, he is now dating Sully, who is this big butch uh, horse riding lady who she doesn't care about anybody, and all she does is like hurting people. It's hilarious. And uh, they are they are on the track to they 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 will eventually have kids. It will be fantastic. <laughs> dating simulator kind of aspect of the game on top of this like strategy role That's playing game. That's amazing! Uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, the combat's really good. Uh, I bought it, I guess the Nintendo didn't expect this game to be very popular. They didn't make that many copies. Mm. And so it's almost impossible okay. to find copies. You can't just walk into a store right now. Uh, most stores, uh, brick and mortar stores and on like online shops like I Amazon. I imagine they did it's all stock way, them. Yeah. yeah, it's all way backward, but it's available digitally. Because Nintendo oh. has this thing now where they want to make all their first party games available day and date. Smart. So, yeah, I just downloaded it to my 3DS and I'm just playing the shit out of it all week. It's been a really... I, I'm honestly shocked because I had never played a strategy game until I played XCOM. And this is the second strategy game I've gotten addicted to in as many months. Yeah. So it's 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 really nice to find a new genre in console gaming that I've never played before and actually yeah. really enjoy. Yeah. I mean, I I still don't know what the hell I'm doing half the time. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it, I mean, you know, it, a lot of the game is fully voiced. There's, like, fully fleshed out animation in there. That's it's, nice. It's, the presentation is really nice. It's not yeah. just, like, static headshots. I'm curious to give it a shot. Yeah, well, I could let you borrow that. Yeah, if you don't mind, I'd love yeah. to. Um, Speaking of console gaming, or just, like, a, a genre in gaming, did you see the... I wanted to talk about this. I saw simultaneously one of the best and worst Kickstarters in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's very rare that something is both at the same time. Yeah. Did you see the Kickstarter for this one company? They had done some games with Sony for the Wonder Book, that whole thing. And they did uh, apparently some sort of web animation thing that got a claim. Did you see their Golem game? Did you see this the Kickstarter? What? So I can't, Gold? I apologize. Now Jewish I can't. Golem? Yeah, the, the Golem. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I I saw this Kickstarter and it is a beautiful Kickstarter. Like the whole presentation is really nice. The Short video game. is perfect. Here's the thing. They're making a game about the Golem and they're setting it to some point in history and like they did a lot of research and they went over to Prague and they did all this stuff. What's fascinating about it is during this whole video and during this whole Kickstarter that's really nicely designed with all these nice assets, it's clear they're far into the development of this game. They never tell you what kind of game it is. Like, not once. They What's tell all you the video even, footage of? It's all, like, people talking about the game. It's all concept art. It's all, like... I mean, we're talking about sculpting of literal, like, clay sculptures of the, the character. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll show a little bit of in-game stuff, but so it's still all game? raw modeling. I don't fucking know! 
I'm like, it's amazing. No, because I was like, you guys. What platforms supposed to be? I don't think they've said. I think they've said vaguely well, that it's it's going to be 3D, and if they get enough money, have they been getting money? Well, here, let me see where they are. It was this is the most. Talk about your genre. This is the most fascinating Kickstarter I've ever seen in my life. Okay, apparently it's Moonbot Studios. I saw it on like Polygon or something like that, and this Kickstarter it was like hypnotically fascinating about how just like how much it did not understand its audience. So this is not a game development studio. This is essentially, I mean, they're really like a creative studio. They've done like they've done games but it's like wonder book stuff that's what they're working on for sony right now so it's not like they have no experience in the arena they just sounds like they don't they don't understand what people want to hear though when they're that was the thing yeah. i am fascinated by kickstarters i really like people who use them well and don't what's fascinating is that these guys follow all my my personal rules of how to make a successful kickstarter mm-hmm. while missing one essential ingredient which is just telling people what you're what making. they're buying. Yeah. Really so it's Moonbot yeah. Studios' next game, The Gollum. That's the name of their Kickstarter. Huh. It's a really great video. They want $750,000. Oh, sad. It's 21000 How much and, time do they have? Uh, 47 days to go. But here's the thing. Like I said, they never once. Oh, never... Hey, actually, it's funny that I should say this. Now that I have complained about this and I haven't looked at it in a couple of days, their first update is game design. <laughs> Oh, have you watched any House of Cards yet? Speaking of weird, no, no. So we should back up. Their shits about that. House of Cards is a show on the BBC. Yeah, and Netflix bought the rights and remade it for in America with Kevin Spacey. I have not seen either. Man, the guy who from the original BBC version, he's super fucking evil. He's like this parliamentary house whip, and he goes from just being like this jackass who with like barely any power, he just kind of like yells at people or kind of like gets snarky at people. Well. Spoilers, but he ends up becoming prime minister all of the UK, and his rise to power is fucking nuts. So, what's interesting about this is I think this is Lily Hammer was released in installments. I think what's Lily Hammer? Lily Hammer was Netflix's. I love those first, Olympics. Netflix's first attempt at original content. I may be wrong. Someone may be listening and going, "Annie, you're wrong." Yeah. But uh, this is interesting because this is the first kind of uh, stretch of Netflix's attempt at. Releasing content that's designed yeah, for all, for all yeah. intents and purposes for binging, mm-hmm. because so here's what's interesting. It's not just interesting that Netflix funded this TV series for all intents and purposes that was Netflix exclusive. It's that they released all 13 episodes on one day. Yeah, and they're gonna do the same with the rest of development. Yeah, so this is like too. this is what's intriguing. Is well, that, I mean, that's one of the benefits of Netflix is yeah. Well, you can just burn Instant through a whole season in, in like in an afternoon if you want to. Uh, whatever show. What's fascinating is that I read an article on Wired by Laurel Hudson, the former editor of stuff. What was the not comic st- That's actual real magazine, not stuff. Uh, I can't remember. She was an editor of a comic site. Comics I can't Alliance. remember. Was it Comics Alliance? Is that what she's part of now? I can't remember. Fuck! No, now she's on Wired. <laughs> anyway, right, she did this done. article that was exploring the statistics of House of Cards and the consumption of House of Cards this new There's Netflix season. Well, yeah. I mean, basically, what's fascinating is that Netflix is not releasing any statistics, but the um, data providers that people use to consume Netflix can share the statistics. It was a really interesting article. So what did you find out? um, That more people binged on the entire season of this new season of House of Cards in the first weekend it was available than watched the first episode alone. So basically, more people watch it all. I mean, that's than watch that is one. wow. I didn't realize that's Netflix that crazy. though. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's what people. Well, oh, fuck, Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, it's fascinating. It's kind of like the anti-HBO model. Mm. I'm curious to watch. I'll check it out whenever. But I spent all week watching Crontendo instead. For some reason, I got... What's Crontendo? Crontendo is this website where this guy, he's been playing in chronological order all the original Famicom games for the 8-bit Nintendo in Japan. Uh, He's been doing this video series for like three or four years now. Wow. He started off with all the first Nintendo games that came out when the system was launched in the summer of 1983. He's he's gotten up to, uh, is it like early spring of 1989 yeah so he's i think he's up to like episode 50 or something now and each episode's Jesus. like an hour hour and a half long so he's wow. a math, i was gonna massive say that's amount a lot of video of, content yeah. out there for some reason that just become became my default thing while i was doing work this week content is <laughs> the shit Crontendo. i don't think i've ever talked about it on the podcast no before. you have not i'll have to uh put a link in the first time i've heard about it, it but uh, yeah, the production values aren't that great um but yeah he's it's, it's also playing a Nintendo game and making you must a be emulating all this stuff because I don't know what? how else you'd be playing every every video game ever released for Nintendo uh, Nintendo's console in Japan and he seems to be playing also all the games that were released in America mm-hmm. pretty much if, if it ever came out on an, on an eight bit Nintendo system he's playing through everything chronologically that's on crazy video and the guy he, he's really funny he's got good writing and stuff too it's 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 very cute but he's not like trying to be you never see him it's just always just footage of the games so yeah. he's not trying to be like why he hasn't created a character where he's like dr Spun- good. spongy he doesn't go like fucking what's his butt with the fucking what is it planket his goddamn <sighs> no yeah or like well have you ever seen angry video game nerd that's another thing where you know it's a guy talking about video isn't games, that the one where the illustration looks like us is that what Angry Video Gamers is? That? is? The hell, no, that's Grumpy Gamers. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I can't believe the first time I saw their logo. Well, it looks like us, but it's too mad. Why? To look at it. I was like, wait, did we draw this and they stole it from us? Because, like, well, some of our ideas for concept art for our podcast look just like the Grumpy And Fuck. That was weird. That was looking. That was a peek into the looking glass right there. Oh, my I was God. Anyway. What else? Video games, what blah, else? blah, blah. I haven't done anything this week but play Bully. I mentioned this before, but man, the more I play Bully, the less excited I am about the next Grand Theft Auto game. Yeah. Though, here's my joke. Well, Grand Theft Auto game, it like... appeals to the part of my brain that is like a ticky box. I have done this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, do I, I thought about this. This is my joke about Bully. They should come out with another edition and call it Whoops All Mini Games. <laughs> You like the mini games that much? Well, no, no, no. I forgot that Bully is 90... um, No, that's an exaggeration. That's a lot of mini games. It is 70... Easily. I mean, that's what you do in class. 75% The classes are mini games. All your side missions are mini games. mini games are good bad. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying there's an ample amount of them. Most of the missions that you do are mini games. All the recreational stuff in GTA, like bowling and stuff, is always a weird mini game, too. It's fascinating. But in Bully, it's weirdly mini game heavy. Like, you could spend the rest of your life just playing all of the mini games available to you in Bully. What's the art class mini game? Isn't it like a a puzzle? In art class, it's kind of like a combination of... What's what is it? What is the game like? In like Snake, where you can't go back on your own. Tail. That's what it is. It's yeah. a combination of Snake and essentially not when you make a path. Not only if you go back, it if you go back onto your own path, it will destroy you. But you can go back to prior paths and basically start from that. Will then be game point be, become point zero. Mm-hmm. So you can always basically build new routes and. As long as you don't go back onto your own line each fresh time, you're fine. Okay. But on top of that, there are enemies. So, like, there will be running along your paths, there will be a pair of scissors that if they run into your cursor, 
will kill you. Okay. Or there will be erasers that are bumping around whatever part of the gamescape is still exposed that has not been traveled by your line. And um, if they run into your line, then they will kill you. Okay. So it's kind of like a combination of snake and like a brick. What's the name, the name of that game when you have the... Quicks? Where there's the bricks in the top part of the screen and there's a bouncy ball. Oh, Breakout. Pump. Breakout. Yeah. It's a combination of Snake and Breakout. Okay. Really is what it is. So, anyway. Yeah. Bully, an impressive amount of mini games, And the writing in it is so puerile, which you can argue is, par- is like, appropriate for being a game about children. But it's the punchlines are all lol faggots, lol fat people, lol sluts. That's pretty much the the well, that's kind of, of, thing, of bully. Yeah. Exactly, but it's like in this concentrated form that just makes me not interested in more Grand Theft Auto. Because with Red Why Dead, does that make you not interested in more Grand Theft Auto? But you love bully so much when this is what like Well, that's what, what I've been thinking. You're not interested in more bully. The whole time I'm playing bully, all I can think of is why do I love bully? I enjoy the mini games fine. Yeah, I like how you're complaining about Bully, but then you're blaming it on Grand Theft Auto. But no, 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 no. But it's just like, oh, so Bully is an old game. And I'm like, well, it's an old game, whatever. Old I've realized game. that a lot of my fondness for Bully comes from its soundtrack. Its soundtrack is so good. And I do like the universe, like the yeah. concept of the world just enough that it's okay. And I enjoy the mini games. Oh, so you're just starting to see the cracks in Bully. Whereas that's, I did not. That's really all it is. When I played play. Bully the first time, I didn't notice them as much as I notice them now. Like, I remember. It came out like five or six years ago. Exactly. Yeah. But I remembered when I played Bully, like, for example, there's a character you interact with, the um, lunch lady. The lunch lady is a fat, ugly woman. And all of her jokes circle around being a fat, ugly, gross woman. And now that I am a fat, week, ugly, gross like woman. into the soup. And... Yeah. And it's like, there's a point where she, she wants to date the science teacher at the school. Except she gets you to, like, she makes you go steal, um... Are you fishing for compliments? Sedatives. Is this why? Don't... Shut up. She makes you go steal sedi- sedatives and chocolate so she can roofie him. Like, that is one of the missions in this I game. I missed that part of the game. And it just... See, that's the thing. You forget this because the game is so fun. Oh, I could be the uh, lunch lady for... <laughs> you could. You actually could be the lunch lady rolling. So, it's interesting hair? because... So, their Red Dead had a pretty nuanced storyline, I would say. It still had a bunch of well, dumb... Well, uh, Rockstar's other yeah. stuff, yeah. It, it had was... a bunch of dumb Rockstar-y side missions where you meet characters and you have to do all their dumb bullshit. And those characters are sometimes dumb, weak rockstar characters but your primary the nut of the narrative with 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 john marston and his son there was more grace there than a lot of other rocks exactly and then even max Payne. max Payne was a dumb action movie but it knew it was a dumb action movie and it didn't necessarily make jokes about it there's a video game called max Payne. Max Payne 3, motherfucker! It does sound like a video game from the Simpsons universe. It sounds sounds like Bone Storm or something, yeah. The story of Max Payne took itself pretty seriously to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Like, there was still the grotesque exaggeration of the kind of universe that it was in. But it was basically like, what if if Die Hard, the Die Hard series, continued in the weird route that they're in of just getting more and more ridiculous, became suddenly self-aware? Did you see that supposed to be Die Hard 6 now? Of course there is, Bill! Bill... Look at me. My plans for Valentine's Day, I'm going to go get a heart-shaped steak from Fred Myers. I'm going to have that with my wife. We're going to go see the next Die Hard. Yeah. You can get a cut of steak that's basically the use I fucking... I would totally do that, but then I would get refried beans so it looks like a a butt that's pooping out beans. (laughs) There you go, Bill. 
Uh, my plans were to go see the next Die Hard movie on Valentine's Day, so I'm part of the problem. Anyway, my point people is... People came up with the, with the heart shape just because they saw ladies' butts and were like, I love that so much. That's why, like, when I think of love, that's what I'm going to think of. My point is... Because a heart doesn't look like a cartoon heart, Valentine heart. My point is, is that it made me realize how much I am tired of the whole rock star school of humor yeah, that they established. Like, yeah. I love yeah. Bully. Bully is not a good game. Bully is not a good game. It is a bunch of mini games with the flimsiest narrative tying it together. Yeah, tell me twice. Yeah. It was, it was just really interesting. That's I'm what, still that, playing it. That's why it. I had a good time watching you and JoJo play it, but like when I played it myself, I was just kind of, nah, this is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. But I had a fun, fun time watching other people like do the story missions and kind of like run around and explore, especially you running around having a good time exploring. Has Rockstar, really said, watch. Has Rockstar said anything about their next game other than Grand Theft Auto? What they do you mean? About they. the game? No, 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 no. They've announced Grand Theft Auto. It's coming oh, out in September. Oh, you mean whatever game might be coming out after Grand Theft Auto? They haven't, they haven't had shit, they. no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's just... They tend to focus... It's one game at a time. They yes. don't talk about one project As well they until, should. And we probably won't hear about their next game until, like, next spring, until yeah. after Grand Theft Auto comes out. I'm curious to see what the fuck's going on. We know they're working on another bully. Though, playing this game, I'm like, where the oh, fuck do so you long, go from it's bully? It's been so long since we've heard any kind of talk about bully. That could have been canceled a year ago, and we wouldn't even know about this it. This is so true. I don't know. Rockstar does not strike me as the kind of company that commissions music before they're pretty well, well into Yeah, them. that's true, too. It, it, in my, it, and granted, in my very limited observations of Rockstar, when they commission music, Next they're well Gen in. Game? Man, dude. Which is weird to think that, that, that Bully was a shitty port to the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. To think that Bully might be on the Xbox 720. That's yeah. kind of crazy. Anyway, Bill, what happened to you this week? That's Anything it. else? What else? it? What else, Bill? What else? Are we going to take a break? Are we going to yeah. do the Geek Geek review? We're going to take a toll Friends. break. We'll be back in a second. We'll be back. Music. Da, 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 da. So exciting. End, uh, end of the segment. The sound of crashed glass. Oh, God. <laughs> I try to add some spicy in the segment so it's not just like... And then no. Amy finished talking. I said music cue. The joke was going to be then music is cued. Well, it could be cued. It's just not going to get loud until we finish to- Fuck. talking. Fuck. This now. is the worst. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Oh. Oh, no. I'm going to add some Grand Theft Auto sound effects of Splorched. Fuck you. What the fuck you talk about, Blue Doo? Rock. Oh my God, What's there up? are actual people that base Star Trek. Wow, there's an actual one. I like Annie. Uh, so one of our friends retweeted. Uh, was it? Is it pictures of the people that the characters in the cartoon are? Beloved, list, beloved bro, Mike Russell just retweeted the real actors, the real people that they based all of the models on Archer off of. Yeah. Holy shit, they are all based off of real people. That's amazing. Oh, I can, no, I got Mike's shit. I was going to say, you got Mike's shit right man, there. Who's that people listen to us looking at pictures on the internet? <laughs> hey, everybody, I just read Twitter. It's really crazy. Oh, man, this is crazy. You would never think to look at Archer that those character models were based on real people. Just oh, like... my God, did you see, uh, speaking of Super Bowl stuff, did, uh, so you probably missed this, too. I'm going to type in, get Gimmer Arden naked. See what? What? <laughs> Did you see, uh, so I guess, who's Big Titty Chick? 
you love. Cat Dennings? Cat Dennings. <laughs> How is it that when you well, said big titty chick, I love. How many big no, titty chicks do you love? I did see her spot on Super Bowl. Where, where was, she's like, all like strip dancing, but yeah, not stripping, amazing. but she was in her outfit and like. I love Cat Dennings. I saw so that much. I was like, I want her panties. Bill, I didn't watch it, but I did see the animated gifts, so it's fine. It's oh, all Cameron good. Arden's got sadly floopy boobs. <laughs> Hey friends, believe it or not, turn this around. despite have everything, you seen nudes of Gamma no, I never want to see. She doesn't have bad to. boobs, but they're just kind of like hey, she's boobs. not. She's not built Is like a real? fuck machine. She's built like a normal person. Oh, she's got the t- hey everybody of. Wait, who's Hey, the, everybody. Rachel Weiss's flabby Hey, butt. everybody. She's got real boobs. Hey, everybody. If you took Rachel... Hey, everybody. Rachel Weiss Guys, and get friends, her bros, it, get buddies, pals, woman. friends, chums, it's time for the Geek Freak Interview. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you prepared? Oh, she has nice boobs there. The guy who invented Etch-A-Sketch died. I meant to research this more. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Uh, stall for time. Etch-A-Sketch... Dead. This is the thing. This I'm is the gonna... fallacy of me expecting that I could come into the Boy Hattie podcast and expecting to actually be informed about the news. I'm so looking up Gamer You are right in that women's boobs do look better when they're laying down. You said that. You said that Stephen King said that, no less. Well, you agreed with me. Is that what it was? I concurred, but... You said that Stephen King said that a woman's breasts are designed to be looked at. What is it? No, they look better. Because the gravity pulls them back. You know, it's just, you know, yeah, yeah. I not, guess I guess that requires you I'm to either, either be anymore. hovering over a woman like Batman I'm not gonna say or have a glass ceiling. Does Batman hover? Is that yeah. one of his abilities? He has bat wings. Yeah. What's the point of being Batman if you can't hover over a woman's bed while she's naked? Hey, so Bill, you see your what about it's a sketch, thing? Bill? Bill, what about it's a sketch, When you're Bill? laying in bed, in bed, if you're, when you're laying in bed, that's after a fight at, at, at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. What about it's a sketch? I know when Bill? I'm laying in bed Bill? naked Bill? and I'm touching my boobs. What about it's a sketch, Bill? I'm like, Bill? I think I look most what about it's a sketch, like Bill? Wait, hey, Bill. hold on. What about it's a sketch? What about that? I'm going to interrupt you from touching your own tits for our podcast to illustrate your you opinion. You don't get me that horrified <laughs> by, by me well, touching my own boobs. Well, it doesn't get me horrified. It's just that it's kind of wasted in the medium that we've um, chosen. Uh, okay, so the guy <laughs> who is... What do you do? What is his name, Bill? Andre Kasagnis. He died in Paris on January 16th. He was eight. He was 86. He was 18 um, years old. Yeah, that's all we have about that new story. <laughs> I should have put that in the new... The adventure of Etch-a-Sketch I'm assuming died. He, died, he died of being 86 years old. Okay, Presumably. I thought there was going to be more. I, we were, Andy what did you we were expect? Really like, busy be a... so I usually research this stuff more, but I didn't. <laughs> did well, you know what the funny thing is? They buried him in a parking lot. <laughs> Hence leading us to the next comment. <laughs> the bones of Richard III were confirmed to have been found underneath an English parking lot. Oh, that's ironic, because we were just talking about that other guy. How ironic, Bill! Have you ever seen Black Adder? Yes. I've like, not seen all of Black Adder. Were you not just fucking charmed? <laughs> no, the only Black Adder I've seen is the Black Adder where they're in the Elizabethan era, and then the Black Adder where they're in World War One. Yeah, it's funny because my housemates and I, we just started watching the first season, which the whole idea of the first season of Black Adder takes place, um, it assumes that Richard III didn't kill his two nephews. Yeah. And that um, the one dude, Richard the Fourth, grew up to have a son who he hates, which is uh, uh, Mr. Bean. <laughs> and that is the whole point of the really, first series of Black Adder. Black yeah. And so we just started watching that last week, so it's funny they would come out now and say, hey, Richard the Third, he got yeah. buried in a parking lot. Did you see how Why they... Why did they bury him in a parking lot? Well, Bill, it wasn't a parking lot then. Why? <laughs> how does... How 
were Believe it or not, we did not have strip malls during Gretchen well, you know, the first well, time. You, you want a smooth place to park your dung, <laughs> your dung cart in 1492. I'm just saying, it's you. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like you know Bob, what? I feel this like is, Bob Hope was performing for the troops. You know... You don't have this on your notes, but did you see that uh, Todd McFarlane Toys, <laughs> what? McFarlane Toys came out and said that they're going to be doing Assassin's Creed 3 toys? Oh, yeah? Yeah. And yeah. the whole thing, the whole point is that they're like, they're going to have this Connor toy, this Connor toy with a different costume, and then, um, what's his name? Havisham? What's his name? Miss Havisham? Haytham. Haytham. What's his dad's name? Hay- oh, yeah, spoilers. P.S. It's dad. Send your hate mail to Annie on that one. God. But no, what was weird is that like this is the first Assassin's Creed game where I'm more interested in the protagonist's father than I am about the protagonist. Yeah. And, like I'll get the Haytham action figure, and then I I stood there going, I want the the Assassin's Creed three action figure, and then I immediately went, No, you didn't. You didn't like Assassin's Creed three. It made me realize the really abusive relationship I had with Assassin's Creed three. Well, Assassin's Creed as a franchise. A friend of mine was tweeting on... He was basically saying how he wishes that he lived in a world where you could never say of a video game, it was great if you could ignore the shitty story. I And I realized, oh shit, that's... I wish we lived in a world where 9-11 didn't happen. But maybe that makes me a better person. <laughs> oh, fuck a boatload of you, Bill Madrid. I'm just kidding. Bill, Bill, no, what, what Bill was I want there to be a boatload of Bill Madrid just so I can say <laughs> fuck all of y'all. Fuck no, all y'all. The worst y'all. thing that ever happened to New Orleans. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. Assassin's Creed, man. Anyway, that's, that's unrelated. Hey, everybody. Richard the Third. Richard the Third. No, no, my point is all these Assassin's Creed games have had horse shit stories horseshit stories did you that i overlook because of either place or because of person Ezio was adorable enough and italy was interesting enough that you could overlook the fact that all the assassin's creed twoses mm-hmm. had horseshit narratives oh yeah well, it's assassin's creed one had the most horseshit narrative the most horseshit protagonist but you didn't care because it was so cool to wander around the middle east in that did you hear time. what 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 they said when they found richard the third go for it bill oh my god oh my god richard the third also this is the fun, uh, there was like this really ripped kind of like bro guy uh-huh, bill? in yeah, charge uh-huh. of the archaeological uh-huh, bill? thing yeah come on here's he kept your joke. saying do you even sift <laughs> block where where Richard the Third was buried. Did you hear about what happened? No. So okay, Richard the Third, he gets his fucking head kicked in during a battle right after he becomes king. Yes. They bury his ass in like the 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 choir part, like not into the churchyard, but like beneath I guess a lot of people when like a lot of famous back a lot of like in the fifteenth century by that era, if you died and you were famous enough, you won't just get buried in your churchyard or your own dedicated tomb. You just get buried underneath the church and they would just put like a stone down saying this is where Larry's buried, right underneath where you're standing. Yes. Which is really kinda weird. They did <coughs> they did that to Dracula's uh uh body. The real Dracula. Uh like in Brajnov or whatever. But no, so they did this to Edward the Third. 
Richard the Third. Uh-huh. Who are we talking about? Richard the Third. And so then, like, like a century later, Henry the Eighth shows up, and you know he had his whole war against the English Church, and so he started demolishing a bunch of churches and stuff. And one of the churches he docked down was this church where Richard the Third was, was buried at. And so with that church cleared away, everyone just treated that plot of land as just a plot of land. And I guess it kind of st- uh, stood empty for like hundreds of years until they paved over the place to make a parking lot in like 1940 for the last 70 years. That's that's how this church. Uh, that that's how Henry the uh, Richard III got paved over, essentially. It's, it's Henry VIII's fault. <laughs> no, so anyway, they put a map up online showing exactly where they found, like, wh- the outline of where this church used to be yeah. overlaid over this uh, English uh, neighborhood, which is, like, like Northern England, Leicester, Leicester, how the hell do you pronounce that? I'm sure Max was probably listening to this one. Oh, my God, you fucking <laughs> don't. Um, but, yeah, so I looked up the ad... I looked up that neighborhood map on Google Maps... And pe- pair that up against where they said they found Richard III's body. And they were fucking kidding. Like, where they found his body was right smack dab. And it wasn't, like, just near a parking lot. But it was, like, right underneath the big white arrow point- pointing people, like, right past the garbage uh, <laughs> truck. Or uh, right past the garbage bins. And, yeah, there's a parking lot, like, like right next door, like, to an optometrist. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like finding out that Abraham Lincoln is buried right behind 7-Eleven where he got the wine. <laughs> like, it's the weirdest fucking thing. Uh, and, like, all these people have been living there for, like, the last hundred oh, years. Oh, history. And Richard III is buried right there. Oh, you're, now you're going to have that Coke. No, I'm going to move it out of your way so you won't confuse my Coke for your Coke. I don't want to lick your Coke. You don't want to click it and then choose the full throttle tattoo and, and then part lick it. Says. Like it. So yeah, so I guess Richard uh, the Third, poor well, guy. I guess uh, some archaeolo- archaeologists, dude, they f- figured out that they it was pretty likely that like, Richard the Third was buried in that parking lot, but it took him like a long time to convince the people who own the parking lot. No, I no, imagine seriously, there's like an English king probably buried yeah. their shit. Let us dig the shit up. It could be yeah. a huge boon to our little city here. Yeah. And yeah, they dug it up, and I guess that's the first thing they found. It took him really quick to find. Like he was buried exactly where they thought he was going to be buried, yeah. in in, in the, where the choir used to be, because they knew where the church used to be. So they're like, well, yeah. we heard legend that he was buried in this part of the church. They looked there and found it, and then I guess um, his his skull had like eight different head wounds. Yeah, that was intense to see like all the wounds, like because there were multiple wounds that were delivered upon his poor little noggin after he was dead. Yeah, they fucked his head up. Yeah. Yeah. Poor and uh, so, yeah, they're going to put his bones Poor on display in a church or in, in a new uh, Richard III Museum in Leicester. Yep. Leicester. Whatever you pronounce it. Whatever. My favorite part was when they were talking about the DNA that proved that it was Richard III. They basically found this dude who's Richard III's great, 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 et cetera, et cetera, grandson. Yeah. And, like, the, they had this Wasn't whole he thing. in Canada? Yeah, he's just this bro. He's not, like, royalty or Did anything. Did they know he... Well, they must have known if that, that's the DNA. Well, what's funny is that this reminded me of... There's this book called... Oh, what is it called? Shit. Blood of... Blood of the Lamb. The Jesus I don't know. thing. Yeah, the whole Jesus thing about how Jesus had children. The real Holy like, Grail is exactly a uh, Holy Blood, Holy Grail. I, I have that it's book called. here. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's a ridiculous, dumb book, but all the authors mysteriously died, so it has a lot of credence. And for it's that reason, for conspiracy theory stuff, yeah. I, to be honest to God, most people know about this sort of bullshit because of the terrible Da Vinci Code movies. I can't point any fingers because I only know about it because Gabriel Knight three involved the bloodline of christ and that's why i know all about it okay. so i can't make fun of anybody but the anyway only i know about the holy grail is indiana jones and the last crusade holy blood well this is about actually the grail of christ being a metaphor for the bloodline of christ as yeah i just said grail. that motherfucker. You, but in 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 indiana jones it's not a metaphor for the bloodline of christ no it's the cup of a carpenter he chose <sighs> 
Holy. Anyway, ah! moral of story. My point is, is that my favorite part of that book is that the foreword is written by this French nobleman who's like, oh yeah, this book is badass because holy the punchline. Christ. Yeah, the punchline of the book is that they trace the bloodline of Christ. They figured out that this guy is a descendant of Jesus Christ. Yeah, this shit is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I full endorse this book. Where's my paycheck for writing this endorsement? I'm how Jesus, much? I'm how Jesus much pussy will I get? Be a Jesus' great great grandson? None. Oh, Fuck. God. Anyway, we were talking about Richard Third. Bill, do you have anything else to say about Richard Third? Uh, no. Can I move just, on to the next bullet point? Um, I guess there was a novelization of the movie written by Shakespeare about Richard Third. <laughs> Moving on, the first last I Richard the Third, Richard the Third was a humpbacked evil motherfucker, right? Yes. Yeah, he's all grotesque and, and and mutated and shit. Yes. I don't know if the bones show that. I think they did show that he was a little deformed. But yeah, he had like three fucking eyes and two two feet sticking out of his chest or whatever the hell. <laughs> he did not have. Bill, I'm gonna throw it out there. I did not read any of the articles about this, but I'm gonna assume he did not have two feet sticking out of his chest. <laughs> what? Hey, it is interesting so... to find the corpse of the King of England. Who, I think he was king. Was he king when America was, f- when Columbus discovered America? Bill. I mean, this is the last English king before they even knew there was a new world. That's an interesting find to find the motherfucker in a parking lot. Yeah. Man, just imagine all the shit that's buried in parking lots all around the world. Yep. Man. Parking lots, man. This is the best part. They like, paved history and put a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is going to be a boon to all the archaeologists who want it, like, who might suspect that, like, uh, we think there's a pteranodon buried underneath your, your church. We gotta blow up that it's church. It's too bad that in America no one gives a shit about brown people. Because <laughs> we don't have any. Well, I was that tweeting means... online. People were giving me shit because I was like, well, like, uh, Europe's got so much history, but America doesn't. Compared to a Europe. Like a bunch well, of no, no, no. Again, brown tribes brown... living in the woods. <laughs> exactly. Compared to, like, whereas in Europe, to, you, you, you're To you're the national consciousness. Topping. Yeah. No one gives a shit. No, no one gives a shit. Yeah. Oh, America, but you crazy assholes. But at least they haunt the houses. There's a like, a poltergeist. <laughs> That's right. Richard III did not haunt the parking lot. No, he that was his dead. first mistake. He didn't, he didn't suck up and blow, invert some kind of house just because Craig T. Nelson and his family lived there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bill, I enjoy your coach religion. <laughs> I love coach. <laughs> We've just alienated people who are not familiar with sitcoms of the nineties. Oh, I Richard the Third to coach somehow. That's pretty impressive. Was it Dauber? I love Dauber. Man, coach. Moving on to our other coach on Netflix. Guys, we're just. I, we know you turned in for our, uh, his coach on Netflix report this week. That should be. That should be a website. Is coach on Netflix yet? And he just laughs over to the lost her glasses. My glasses flew off my face. Hey, everybody. Next on the Geek Week Review, the first Last of Us hands-on previews went live, clarifying that I can never <gasps> play the Last yeah! of Us. Yeah! What's up, coaches? On Netflix <laughs> instant right now. So what's great is that literally a week after I throw down total $165 on the Last of Us, 
all of these previews of Last of Us came online that illustrated why I could never play The Last of Us. Why? What happened? Did you watch the gameplay video that what was it? Adam Sessler posted or no? Whatever? I just saw. I figured you'd have something to say about this because I, I like I'm not I I'm, I'm I don't want to spoil myself for too much for Last oh, of Us. Oh, that's but true. I figured you'd be clicking on all the shit. I watched it. It actually looks very cool, but it was very much so survival horror, and I am so sh- I am surprised because I thought this could be. It sounds like it might be an Uncharted or a survival horror game, but with Uncharted like climbing yeah. around and stuff. Well, you could make the argument that Uncharted is a piss poor survival horror franchise because all yeah. the Uncharted. Well, oh, let me let me let me clarify. I could see all the Uncharted that, games start out as um, kind of Prince of Persia e like terrain navigation e kind of platformers ish. But there's an element with of like shooters, conservation and stuff. Yeah, with yeah. shooter elements. And then as the game goes on, you usually discover that there's some sort of weird supernatural element. Like well, the first, too, when you yeah. look at the first Uncharted game, at the end of that game, you're running and gunning in an attempt to shoot fast zombies. That's yeah. really how the first Uncharted game ends. And then the other Uncharted games, they very smartly, oh, I think, that's more move thematic. away from that. Because mo- like, but it's also survival, gameplay. Survival horror is kind of defined by kind of resource management. Well, yeah. At which, the end that's of... not really a huge part of an, on, Uncharted. Uh, some parts Dude, of those games a little bit. You're misremembering the end of Uncharted One when my wife and I played. On keep in mind that we play super butt fuck easy mode, and we were having trouble with ammo because of the nature of the game. At the end of those games, if you're not really good at games. also, unfortunately, those teams tend to be the uh, worst designed parts of those. See, games, that's too. the thing. So this is what's interesting about Last of Us is it seems to be very much so survival horror like, resource management heavy. In the gameplay tra- trailer you see, you're navigating a darkened whatever it is. Maybe it's an office building. Maybe it's a subway. I don't know. Ultimately, it is filled with all these infected motherfuckers. Fungus people. And as you're running around, you have to figure out how to use the environment. So, like, maybe you pick up a baseball bat and you bash one's head in. Maybe you pick up a brick. You only have this much ammo, so you have to be careful in choosing to shoot. Did they say how you have to kill the fungus people? Because if it were zombies, usually the idea is that you shoot their heads off. It seems to be that if you kill the brain. Yeah, Yeah, it seems to be zombie rules. But anyway, I'm Whereas playing like this Dead whole game. Space, if you if you blow off the head, the body still keeps on going. You pretty much yeah. have to dismember those things, which makes those games kind of extra fucked up. Yeah. yeah. So as I'm watching this gameplay trailer, I just turn to my wife and go, "You know you're gonna play this game, and I'm gonna watch." Right? Yeah. She's like, "I understand that." Is there Speaking a two-player two co-op at the same no. time? Because there's the two characters. They're going to have multiplayer, the... but uh, it's no, not going to be that. If kind you're gonna of... have two players, like, well, I'm gonna throw it out there, Bill. That's Uncharted. I Uncharted play as has Ellie. multiple. Do you play as Ellie? No. Is Ellie? Is that Ellen Page? Is that what I'm talking no, about? No, you're thinking of the other game that has an actual Ellen Page. This is fake Ellen Page. Or is her character's name Ellie, though? Her name is Ellie. They even took the name. Damn, they're not... They're, they're cold-blooded about that. Before I move away that from sucks, Dead Space though. 3... I, 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 for some reason, I, I, I probably just made this up out of my head. Then You I absolutely be, made it up. There'd be a co-op. You absolutely made it Story up. There's based... no co-op. There's going to mm. be multiplayer, so but it's probably going to be multiplayer in the way that I'm Uncharted games have multiplayer. multiplayer. I mean, that multiplayer's not bad, but... There's a thousand fucking games you play multi-year. Like, I don't... don't, Yeah. Before I move on, so I have a dear friend who's obsessed with the Dead Space games. He loves survival horror. He loves the Dead Space Annie, it's Dead Spache. (laughs) Dead Spache. He loved Dead Spache 1. The only thing he loved more than Dead Spache 1 was Dead Spache 2. Oh, did you wait? I, I forgot to make a bad joke. Technically, The Last of Us is a long, long, distantly connected sequel to... Uh, just the ten of us. Why is just the ten of us? Because it's the the last of us. You never saw just the ten of us? No. Oh God! Oh, that's right. You would have been seven. It was a, 
It was a TGIF ABC sitcom that oh, lasted was for it? six months. Oh, wait, no, I kind of remember this now that you had, say that. I think I had the chick from uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. How right? was it different from, not Step by Step, was it Step by Step that oh, had God, all the... Oh, wow, you start throwing all these names <laughs> these different TGIF Because Step by Step was about the two divorced families that each had, like, five children. Oh, God, let me look this up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, Yeah. <laughs> How did I forget about Step by Step? The only TGIF shows I remember are uh, uh, Step by Step, Full House. Was Dinosaurs on on TGIF? I think so. At least eventually, yeah. I think that's actually the only three I can remember. No, just the ten of us. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to continue talking like Bill is not. Apparently Dinosaurs is on Oh, God, it autofilled what I was searching for last night, which is Dinosaurs, uh, Jim Henson, Nude. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, it was a TGIF show. My wife. I'm going to be very succinct. Annie, this is literal. This isn't even a joke, but you're not the mama. (laughs) Oh, man. I had the cassette tape, the dinosaurs cassette tape. And I still, I could probably remember some music. I'm that baby. Gotta love me. Big purple pants. I'm very cuddly. Especially when I hit the daddy with the frying pan. Yeah, I remember this. Oh man! How do you how, how do you how did you have that not? The, I listened not to that the, tape the, the a ten lot. Of us, just the ten of us soundtrack. <laughs> uh, anyway, where I was gonna say real quick, my wife. Uh, and I have a dear friend who loves Dead Space. My wife, for him, downloaded the Dead Space Three demo. Oh, they is both that up? they both played co op because you can play co op in the demo. Yeah. They said it was a lot of fun. However, what was interesting is that they said that when you play a horror game co op. Some of the horror is mitigated, so it's a little more manageable if you're well, a sensitive the Dead person. Space, the, the first two Dead Space games did a really good job of making you feel like you're alone. You're, you're alone the last the surviving human yeah. left on either. The first game takes place on a space uh, spaceship. Second game takes place on a space station. Yeah. And, yeah, I could see... Supposedly, I guess the second player, second playable character is a little bit crazy, so that's yeah. an, another way of making Well, you're a space you feel... marine. Crazy no, you're brain. you're. Uh, this is what my wife told me. My wife told me she. Was oh, crazy the secondary brain. character. Maybe yeah. that's who it is. Because when you're playing Isaac co-op. Clark, the guy you're playing as, as yeah. the main character, he's just an engineer who's just. Yeah. That's kind of the cool thing about him. He's not a space marine, he, even though he like he has access to all these weapons that he uses like a space marine. Is the idea that he's just a ship's engineer that got way, in way over his head three games in a row running now. Yes. Well. But he's supposed to be like a normal guy, quote unquote. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Anyway, my wife and he had a great time playing it. My wife said that the secret of playing Dead Space, Space 3 is just to pretend that it's like some sort of fucked up first contact war in Mass Effect. <laughs> Which see that. is part of the reason well, I love Well, you're fighting her. a lot of like organic monster things that take over people, kind of like the Harvesters Well, the first or, contact or war in Mass Effect you're fighting against the Turians. So it's not Why perfect. Why the Turians, then? Why is it like well, my wife's war? thing was that the first contract, it's like as if it's the first contact war, it's a first contact with the Rachni as opposed to the Turians. I kind of see that. Anyway. Well, it's all, it's all over-the-shoulder third-person shooting stuff, yeah. too, so you get to extra see that. And even, it, it, I could see that, I could see Death Space totally taking place in, like, grittier corner, like, prequel yeah. Mass Effect. Well, especially if I think of one of the DLC pre-order bonuses for Dead Spaces you can play in yeah. Commander Shadow. Also, Shadow. they're both games where it sounds like the third game has been fucked up by EA doing microtransactions bullshit. So yeah, well, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Anyway, this are I get, this are you guys gonna get the game then? Yes, just so they can play co-op together. I think actually they're gonna have it's a standing. Co-op though, right? No. Okay. I think they're gonna have a standing co-op date while we record. Boy, howdy. And there's supposedly a lot of content in the game that's only accessible if you're playing two players. Too. Well, see, that's what I think it's is cool. It's not just this m- main. It's not campaign. tacked on. It yeah, seems to be a very in. intelligent. Which some people are pissed off about that, which is stupid. 
That other dude's called okay. Jack can't see unless I'm playing with the I'm going to throw this out there. Co-op can be kind of a pain in the ass if you don't have someone else who's really excited about it. Because you don't want to necessarily do narrative co-op with a stranger. Those games are super fucking long, too. They're like 20 yeah. hours. It's not just like an 8-hour game. If you if you get a co-op buddy, they're going to be playing that over a co- It's a long haul. Well, that's what I said. That's why it's going to be their standing while well, we're recording every, Boy Howdy. Every th- what, Thursday they're going to be month. playing Dead Space. I'm going to go yeah. home every time after we record Boy Howdy and hear about my wife's adventures in Dead Space. So it'll be good. Good luck with that. Anyway, in other news, this you gotta tell me about, Bill, because this literally what I'm about to say is all I know about this. A new Monty, excuse me, a new Monty Python movie starring Robin Williams as a talking dog is supposed to start filming sometime in April. That is really all anyone knows. Monty, uh, the Monty Python guys supposedly came out this week and said, hey, yeah, out of the blue, we haven't told anybody about this, but we're filming a new Monty Python movie, the first one since, like, was it the... Monty Python's The Meaning of Life in like 1985. Is that the last one? Wow. Almost 30 years ago. Yeah. And supposedly, yeah, it's going to involve Robin Williams playing a talking dog. Well, I, I'm assuming if this is real, the connection with Robin Williams is uh, uh, Eric Idle and some of the other Monty Python guys, you know, Terry Gilliam and stuff, they work together on Baron Munchausen. Yeah. But why it took them 30 years to suddenly like, hey, let's make another movie. P.S. Robin Williams is a talking dog. This could be fake, but I've heard this reported in enough different places. This sounds like that might be legit, but... Yeah, I don't know. we'll see what happens. So, in other news, Chris Pratt has been cast as the protagonist in James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Bill wrote Parks and Recreation will be Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, this is Bill's joke. What what character is he gonna play Guardians of the Galaxy? He's no your favorite one, right? <laughs> That's the thing about Guardians. I've never Gal- heard of Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy. This is gonna be fascinating because how- this is the first time that that, that Disney slash Marvel. Has started marketing characters that no one gives a fuck about. Did you see the mashup that went out that was like all the Parks and Rec's characters as oh, characters yeah. from Guardians of the it's Galaxy? It's like Leslie Nope as a raccoon. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. I know, Bill. It made you come right there. No, Chris Pratt. You know what? Chris Pratt is <laughs> an nope, action movie but hero. I say yes. What? <laughs> Leslie Nope, but I say yes. That's oh, a terrible joke and a good shopping, joke. You can buy like a vote for Nope buttons yeah. and stuff. I'm just saying. If anyone ever wanted to give Boy Howdy a a gift certificate (laughs) to the NBC store. There we go. We're done. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. This is interesting because all the things I read said that um, Chris Pratt got this offer not not just because of his role. So so James Gunn has a history of making stupid movies. Oh, that's James Gunn is directing this. I forgot about that. He did Slither. He did other movies. He made a trauma movie, which sets precedent. He was married to Jenna Fisher of before uh, he pushed her down the stairs. Office fame for a little while before he was in this oh, addictor. They got the first. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's making this movie. Uh, if it's anything tonally like Slither, then it'll be a weird genre nodding goof fest. Yeah. So which make which cr- the casting of Chris Pratt well, totally makes sense with train a raccoon with a gun. So yeah, it can't we'll not see. Be at least a little weird. We'll see. But um, uh, yeah, Chris Pratt apparently got this role not because of his role in Parks and Recreation, but because of his role in. Zero Dark Thirty, which is still. Well, really I'm sure nice somebody probably looked at his stuff on Thirty Rock and realized he could be. Well, I'm sure too. it's like in Zero Dark Thirty, he plays a Navy SEAL, so I'm yeah. sure he's affable but butch. And then in Parks and Rec, he's just a total goofball. So, are we sure it's Chris Pratt and not Burt Macklin that they hired? <laughs> yes, Bill. Because you were gonna get anyone to become leader of. What, what the hell is this movie called? Guardians Galaxy, Galaxy. Guardians or whatever. This will be interesting. This will be the first part of the whole Marvel plan in Disney that involves not even B characters, but C characters. Like fucking X characters. X characters. This will be weird. Anyway, moving on. I, Bill, you're going to have to explain this note to me. Wesley Willis is Wonder Woman's <laughs> half-brother. You know who Wesley Willis is? Yes. 
I will bet that's the most recent issue of whatever big Wonder Woman comic came out. It was revealed that she has a half brother who's this giant, like, mentally retarded black guy <laughs> who says Willie Wesley, who looks just like Wesley Willis, says Willie uh, Wesley Willis catchphrases. Her half brother is Wesley <laughs> Willis out of the blue for no reason. <laughs> I wasn't I've expecting seen, that I've seen to some be page excerpts. Yeah. I don't know if this is, like, a character they're gonna have ongoing throughout Wonder Woman from now on, or if this is just, like, one-off, like, like issue goof. Maybe she's stuck in a weird alternate reality <laughs> where Wesley Willis is, like, all of her... That's crazy. Her relatives, like, like the nutty professor or what? But yeah, no, it, 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 it's, yeah. No, Before it's, it's I move along cute. from comics news, today, I went to the comic shop yesterday because I'm a fool. Hmm? Today, they released the first issue of the Fiona and Cake Oh, how was comic. that? Who drew that? Who wrote the... It's the lady who created Fiona oh, and Rebecca Cake. Oh, Rebecca Sugar. No, 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 Rebecca Sugar did not, it's... I thought she created Natasha, no, she she is a storyboard artist on... on oh, Egyptian. for some reason I just heard But it's Natasha, Natasha Allegri, I think oh, is okay. her name. She created Fiona and Cake. She's a story... Bill, I just moments ago said, I went to the comic shop yesterday, released today, was Fiona and Cake miniseries from Boom Studios. Bill. Is it good? Everybody go read it. Boom Studios and Time Comics are good. So, wait, you went to the comic shop yesterday knowing it'd be coming out today. No, I didn't. I forgot. I went yesterday to pick Lost up the last two Adventure Time comics to pick up Hawkeye. you Tuesday to the comic book shop? I wouldn't, well, I didn't know what day of the week it was. My, my, my internal calendar is all turned the fuck around because my wife's schedule changed. I'm still not used to my schedule. I have friends' videos this week, so I have time off this you week. Have loose stools. I have it's loose stools. Week. My bowel movements are all fucked up. I don't understand anything anymore. Yeah, poop coming out of you like, In like, other news, like a Play-Doh fun factory. Zaid is dead. Did you hear about that? Yes. So Robin Sachs. All I know, I didn't realize he played Zaid, but he was also, who was the evil um, watcher from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? The guy oh, who fucks Ethan... with Giles. Yeah, Ethan Rain. He's the guy Ethan who turns Rain. everyone into their costumes on Halloween. And I think he's the one who gave out the cookies that... Oh, he played was, a character in Dragon Age Origins, too. Yeah, he. I guess he'd been... Now that he was older, he started doing video game voiceover stuff. Yeah, he played Zaid, everyone's least favorite character in Mass Effect. <laughs> I know, everyone's gotta be bummed Everyone's the most optional back. DLC character. Jesus Christ. Uh, so yeah, he died out of the blue. Uh, it sounds like whatever happened, it was either suicide or accident. Uh, the only press release was that his death was sudden and unexpected. Like you know, it was like his mid sixties, so it wasn't super old or anything. But yeah, uh, dude from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Mass Effect, he did. So sad. Poor Zaid. Poor Zaid. No one likes Zaid. That was a well. They never gave that character any kind of character. He never really had much of a backstory other than. Uh, well, he did. He I'm had. The, he was in the origin of the Blue Suns. Like there was there were. Oh, that was fascinating. Oh, whatever. I'm moving on. <laughs> Next, Xbox will supposedly require an online connection to function. One-time activation codes that tie games to a single console. Etc. I mean, this is the rumor that's been going on for years now, and I guess Edge reported as fact today. I guess Edge Magazine, I guess, is where this came from. So, uh, this is nothing that if you're into video games, you probably haven't heard before, but this is just, again, this just another video game magazine reiterating this, this information. Um, I still think it's bullshit. I think it would be crazy for any console manufacturer to release a uh, console that requires you to be connected to the internet to use it, because... I mean, most people have the internet, but there's still a lot of people who don't hook up their Xboxes to Xbox Live or anything. Yeah, that cuts you off from a huge corner of the market. But at the same time, I would never count any company out 
from being so greedy as to try something like that in order to coerce people into joining Xbox Live or something. I wonder if you're not going to have to pay some sort of fee for not being associated with Xbox Live. That'd be crazy. But then again, I mean, that is crazy, but who knows how greedy and stupid Microsoft might be about this. Yeah, it's... I mean, like, there's whole, like, especially in, like, uh, uh, Black Ops and... and, and, and Games like that, there are modes in there specifically designed for couch co-op stuff for pe so they can sell the game to people. I mean, the big selling point of Call of Duty games is online multiplayer. That's really what yeah. all those games buy, uh, why people buy most of those games. But, like, Treyarch is smart enough to still put in modes so you can do couch co-op together yeah. and like or, like, couch multiplayer and stuff. Specifically designed to make sure the game still sells to the reasonably decent number of people out there don't have Xbox Live subscriptions. I think it's something so like it's 35 to 40% of people It's don't. a decent amount, yeah, exactly. It's a big enough chunk that I'd be surprised if they really do this. Also, I mean, people that, that who have shitty, is... piss-poor internet connections, yeah, live out in the or they live, yeah, either because they're in a rural neck of the woods, or that they... Yeah, it's not just know. a matter of, I don't want to pay for Xbox Live Gold, yeah. it's a matter of just, like, do you have an internet connection... A, or, or it's a, like a decent internet exactly connection. it's like like for example me my wife and i are talking about that when the next round of consoles come out we'll move the old consoles to our bedroom and get a tv where our internet is shitty yeah. and yeah we can get a wi-fi you know amplifier or whatever or but or you know yeah. it's like ultimately it's like eh, I'm yeah. not gonna... and so uh, the specific rumors are yeah it would require uh, an online connection to uh, function, uh, games would come with one-time activation codes that would pretty much activate like a PC game, and uh, without that activation code, no one else would be able to use that uh, copy of the game, so you'd never be able to lend a copy of a game to one else or sell it to anyone else. Like, you use that game that one time. Uh, I would assume that would cause all kinds of uh, headaches, too, because if your console breaks, which, hey, Xbox consoles are known to do that... You would have to reactivate all those games if you ever want to play them again on a new console. Yeah. So hopefully, if this is true at all, hopefully Microsoft would be forward-thinking enough to think around that. Um, like I said, this sounds like it could be bullshit, but who knows? Yeah. It really just depends on how stupid Microsoft is these days and how desperate they are for well, extra cash. And I'm sure publishers... You say stupid and desperate. I don't see... If I'm if I'm on corporate board, that's if, not stupid if, or if, desperate. If PlayStation that's smart. 4 does not have this stuff, that could easily swing momentum towards back uh, PlayStation 4 being everyone's... You're talking about what is ultimately still a quarter of the market. And a quarter of the market ain't nothing, but it's only a quarter of the market. You're talking about people who are looking back, not looking forward. If you're talking about synergy and that sort of bullshit... I think Microsoft... It, there's a, easily the potential for Microsoft to shoot themselves in the foot with what... Depending on how they... Like, I don't know. Like, if, if... If... Sony keeps on moving forward with online functionality that they don't charge for... Yeah. And if Microsoft keeps on charging... Keeps on not only charging for all the good stuff on Xbox Live, but also bumping up the price and also stripping out features you do get for paying, like making things harder... Like... Like, Microsoft is making it less and less worthwhile to get an Xbox Live subscription all the time, whereas Microsoft, Sony's doing a great job of incentivizing if you do pay for, like, PS, uh, PlayStation Plus, get, Bill, get free I'm going to throw this out here, Bill. Do you have a PlayStation Plus account? No. Do you have an Xbox Live No, account? but I'm just saying, but, like, that shit, we, like, it, the entire console industry can change on a, on, on a dime. This is true. And this is the kind of shit that, like, this could, like, could easily determine the momentum of everything going to the next console. I'm not saying it's it's that's sure going to happen any particular way, but I'm just saying this is one of the, like online functionality. How much you charge for that and what you get for paying for online functionality. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a huge. I mean you like like might so Microsoft could really like fuck up their fan base. Yeah. Going into the next console, so if, we'll if they don't play, the, if they don't play their chips right, that's I think all it's I'm I saying. think it's Xbox's game to this lose. This is a sense. Of, yo, it is. But and being again, in a they're a greedy, stupid company. <laughs> 
Not you can say all... greedy and stupid. I don't think any of the shit they're saying is necessarily stupid. You can say greedy, but I will say monetizing. like, online functionality just to play your games? That's bullshit. That's what I'm saying. That is stupid. Because when has DRM ever been That's something that saying. people are excited about? That's what I'm saying. And it's also not working out on PC games. Yeah. As, I mean, am I wrong in that PC games have been stripping out DRM? Because, because it doesn't, it doesn't work. work. And yeah. so... Because the requirements on your servers and on your end outstrips the benefits. And building a console around that? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If they, if, if they do that, that could easily fuck up uh, whatever lead they would... Everyone would automatically assume they would be having over at the PlayStation 4 in terms of popularity and stuff. Yeah. I don't, we'll all find out more details about this in the in the months to come, but yeah, who knows? It's, it's we'll all kind see. of... In other news, J.J. Abrams and Gabe Newell want to team up to make Half-Life or Portal movies slash are teaming up to make Valve games. I, I I meant to read the what 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 J.J. Abrams was saying about making Valve games. So what J.J. Abrams said I, was that he wants to make games with Valve because of the what was not Half Life Three. No or no no no. Like he said entirely unrelated from all of other Valve's games because a he thought that the studio structure of Valve reminded him of Bad Robot, so he felt very comfortable That's a toy in that sort factory, of environment. Yeah. And B because of um, both Gabe Newell and J.J. Abrams are both fascinated with the nature of narrative in their respective genres, yeah. and uh, so he's like, "I trust." That's well, not a bad fit. No, it's a good fit. This just means it'll come out in eight years. <laughs> so let's stop being excited about it right now. <laughs> well, I don't think I would really be surprised if 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 a J.J. J. J.J. Abrams is doing that thing where he's the hot ticket in Hollywood now, so he's loading everything onto his plate just because he's he's kind of not that he's accepting every offer that's being thrown at him. But he's he's essentially he's accepting the good he's, ones. He, yeah, he's the guy at the buffet saying, "Oh, that looks good. That looks good. I'll take all of this." And then he's going to sit down and go, "Oh, holy shit! I can't even eat half of this." That seems to be one of the things when he sits down to actually eat all the food that he's collecting on his plate. It seems like the Half Life or a Portal movie would be the first thing that gets bumped off, so he could you know tap work on Star Wars. He still hasn't said whether or not he, if he's directing any more than one Star Wars movie too. But yeah, he's kind of pulling the Guillermo del Toro thing of. Now that he's become popular, he's just committing to a whole bunch of stuff, and we'll see actually how much of this ever... I mean, Guillermo del Toro just two years ago committed that he was going to make a video game uh, trilogy called Insane with... Yeah. Who was it? With THQ? It was THQ, yeah. I mean, Do you Guillermo del Toro even before, and THQ are different than Valve and J.D. Even Abrams. before THQ went bad... They already said that they were not interested in pursuing this anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that who actually wants a Half-Life or Portal That's or, the thing. I don't see anyone. Everyone seems to be more interested in this than rather anticipating these movies. It's not that those worlds aren't interesting or that those characters are interesting. But if you take Portal, for example. Yeah. Portal, when you see glimpses in both Half-Life 1 and 2 of the world beyond Portal, yeah. those are intriguing, but it's not like I want to step into them in Shell's shoes. But... All that Portal is, when you took it in as a narrative perspective, a are... Game. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's GLaDOS, it's a, a cipher, and then in Portal 2 you get, like, personality core. Either Portal game is, if you took out enough of the puzzles, you would get, like, maybe about 90 minutes worth of narrative. Really? You think, I would narrative. say 20 minutes. Yeah. If you padded out, if you actually had Shell actually be a I'm character a robot. who could actually interact back... I killed everyone. You're trapped yeah. in my maze. You could pull it you off. Escape you escape my face. Oh, it's not to There'd say. I mean, that's of... a really basic narrative, and Even you can Half-Life do it. Half Life too. Like, it. I'm assuming if they're gonna make a Half Life movie, it wouldn't be based off the first Half Life because it really is. I'm a I'm a scientist. We opened a magical portal. Now I fight uh, aliens from magical portal. My whole thing, and this has been my but... question with every single video game adaptation, 
like there's a part of me that's like who the fuck is the market for these like for example the resident evil movies let's just take an example i enjoy the resident evil movies i have not played the resident evil games and i can't imagine the people who play the resident evil games enjoy those movies although so who the fuck although did you see the one like um the guy who was in charge of the resident evil games he actually made like a resident evil short in japan that came out like i think it was like with resident whatever resident evil game came out like two years ago resident evil 5 or something supposedly they people said that was even worse than the the well because because you can make a movie or to make a video game does not mean you can make a movie Uh, and vice versa well yeah if you reverse this and you said valve is making like a super eight game would anyone give a shit no yeah. because it's not it's like, weird there's this no. whole concept so of synergy be, i mean i don't want to write it off like like it's guaranteed that these movies if they ever if either of them ever get produced they'll be bad but yeah it's kind of like what's the, especially those games are so yeah. gamey and they're such they're they, so they, they both represent the apex of like cool stuff that games could be yeah and like what's the point of translating them to movies other than just yeah it's like, like collect- especially like portals portals so much about sense of agency and finding out the things yeah. you can do with the portals that'll make very pretty visual effects sequences in a movie but like it's like my our fr- uh, friend the in the point, podcast Clamity john when bill's like oh this could be good if this or this happens Clamity john just says, have i introduced you to my fr- friends every single comic book movie ever made yeah <laughs> it's like um who knows we'll, we'll see what happens who knows but like well the one thing is if they actually did Portal or Half-Life movies, instead of just regurgitating what happens in the movies, if they did they did movies that took place in those universes, like imagine a movie about, who's who's the guy from Portal 2, the guy who invented Aperture Science? A movie about him starring yeah. J. Jonah Jameson? Yeah. That would, I would pay eight bucks to see that movie. And it would tie into stuff that happens in the Portal universe. I actually would also tie, actually that would be the movie you'd want to make because that also ties into Half-Life. Oh man, that'd actually be kind of cool. <laughs> but it would explore stuff. I mean, it's stuff that you 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 get that story in Portal Two from like audio logs and running walking. Around. But what is the appeal of that? But gonna then again, be... you're not really learning anything you really didn't wouldn't learn just by playing the game. So it's still it's redundant. That's what boils all to this shit. These movies would be redundant. Uh, this is the thing that intrigues me about this whole synergy thing is like why capitalize on brands that mainstream America because it's about America at this point when we're talking what we're talking about now mainstream America doesn't care about but it doesn't cater to the nerds yeah so the nerds don't care about then who the fuck are you catering to well it's Star Trek no one gave a shit about Star Trek for the last decade until JJ Amers made a big giant movie out of it so like this would be like you know but even then Star Trek has more cultural cachet most people know about it than Half Life does. But I mean, if you're gonna pick up any like any kind of gaming franchise, turn into a movie. I mean, that's 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 a nice one to go after. Would be like Valve stuff. I I, I tweeted this earlier today, but if you're gonna make a movie out of Half Life, any th- or out of any kind of Valve stuff, I'd rather see a Pixar quality Team Fortress Two movie, just because there's no narrative there or anything like that. You could just like there's you have the characters. And if you could build a narrative around them to, like, it doesn't actually even have to explain why they're fighting or something like that. Yeah. But you'd be creating something, you'd be taking something from a game and kind of building something new that would justify the movie existing and still be entertaining and so surprise people. Whereas yeah. if you're just making a video game version of Half, or a movie version of Half-Life 2 or Portal 2, you're just, you're just going to wait to see how they fuck it up. It's weird. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's weird. I mean, I I gee, I'm curious to see what Better Robot does. Well, this is and also... Gabe Newell is smart enough that he's not going to sign on for something that doesn't do justice to what he's. Here's also to do. the power dichotomy between Hollywood and video game industry. Video game industry being so big is still a slave to Hollywood. Hollywood will make a game based off of, um, 
Half-Life and Portal. Do you think Valve... <laughs> there be a movie adaptation... A game adaptation of the movie of Portal? <laughs> but Is like, that what you're arguing? Do you think Valve's gonna make... Let J.J. Emerson make a whole game out of whole cloth? Like, do you think, like... I I'm kind of curious to see I how that works. because that with Valve is smart enough to know... This is my very limited experience with Valve. Valve doesn't hold anything too precious because they're always willing to reinvent themselves and they're always willing yeah. to try new things. They're not going to look at J.J. Abrams and say, we know how to tell this story better than you do. No. J.J. Abrams is the peak of, their, of his field. They're going to advise him. They're going to point him in a direction, but they're going to let him have the last say. Yeah. It's like, it's like I can, that I have... that. So right now my computer's broken, and I'm waiting for a new one, but I have a Steam app on my Touch. This is literally a competitor, This is, but that I can do all this bullshit on my Touch, that I can shop for on Steam on my Touch. That's just kind of like Steam going, well, sure, technically this could cut into us, but let's give it a shot and see what happens. Oh, shit. So I just refreshed Polygon. They actually have an update on the story. They say that uh, the J.J. Abrams video game will just be uh, Valve just republishing the Lost of Viodomus game. That's disappointing. I don't get that joke. Oh! <laughs> Lost colon Viadomus. Whatever the hell that game was. That is the title of it. Dum, dum. That was the title of the Lost video game that came out for PS2? Yeah, it's supposedly the only character for voice by like one person. Oh. And it's mostly just, it's mostly full motion video of hand puppets. Bill, dressed, like, I lost really characters. enjoyed your Lost I'm console game monster. joke. I so Pete. much. Man, that's the best part hey. for the professional. When he's got the little, he's got the little pig uh, oven mitt and he's like, Matilda, I'm a Hey, pig. Bill. Wink, wink. Remember when you were doing the Geekook interview? Do you remember that? I just Hey, said. hey everybody. They're going to be standalone Yoda and young Han Solo movies. Speaking of Abrams. Yeah, so I guess it looks like... Uh, who are we talking about? It's all one company. It's not Marvel. No. It's, it's, it's Disney it's now, motherfucker. So no, J.J. Abrams signed on to do episode seven. Disney. That is different from this. Disney has said they're going to do... They have said for sure they're going to they're coming out with a young Han Solo movie, a Boba Fett movie, and they may be doing a Yoda movie. This officially freaks me out. Like really even thinking about it now. You got Star Trek, Star Wars, Valve, Disney, Marvel. All these things under one thumb now. Yep. Not necessarily JJ Abrams from the but Disney. That Man, that's fucking that's some 1984 shit. Who do you get? Of today's roster of actors to, to be play a young, young Han, Han Solo. Solo. Joseph Gordon-Levitt? He's got the swagger. And they don't give a shit. Because that's the thing about Han Solo. You gotta have the what? swagger. Wait, hold on. I gotta you, here's the thing. This is the holy trinity. You have to have the swagger, the don't give a shit, oh, and the charisma. About that. Wait, hold on. Well, that's the thing. So these are the things. These are the two things I can't really figure out. A, who plays Han Solo... Be who directs that movie. Any of these movies. Be Boba Fett. Well, no. What you do is you get um the guy who directed uh Five Hundred uh, Shades of Summer. Mark or the hell Webb. That movie is. No. The you, what you do is you take 500, 500 Shades of Summer. Well, and you just give Jordan Gordon, Gordon uh, a blaster. The only good part of Five Hundred Days of Summer is when Joseph Gordon Levitt is strutting down the street and he feels really fly what and is... he looks at his reflection in the mirror. Let me finish, Bill. I am almost done with my sentence. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's strutting down the street. He looks at his reflection in the mirror, and he sees looking back at him, Hansel Yeah, that's the best part. That's of that what I'm movie. saying. But what did you do? You, you CGI to replace who's the lady in that movie? <laughs> Zoe Deschanel with the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> 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 
love Chewie. <laughs> oh, I just love. I like the idea of having sex with the Millennium Falcon, but I like Chewie even better. Um, uh, wait, hold on. Um, Charles Grodin. <laughs> Who's Charles Grodin? He's Miss. He's Miss Piggy's boyfriend from the Great Muffin Caper. The guy with the socks. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the guy who's super self confident. Wait, who is Charles Grodin? He's on Solo in yeah. 2013. He's is that only 75? I'm gonna say, is he alive? Charles, I love that uh, Christopher Walken. Anyway, you would have to get. I guess it's not gonna be. Um, who's who's you know who I you know you know who I'd want to you know who I'd want to direct a a uh, young hot solo movie and you will disagree with me immediately. Talking about directing, Bill. Though I would like Anna Kendrick as Han Solo. (laughs) Throw that out there. Um, I would want Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie is gonna make a crimey, heisty, high style. What makes sense? Because Corellia in the Star Wars universe is supposed to be kind of like Northern Ireland, kind (laughs) of UK, kind of like. No one, they, they would have such a thick accent, you wouldn't understand anyone. They'll, they'll speak English. Having well, said that, having said that, it's going to be Matthew Vaughn because he was a child, he was a protege of Guy Ritchie. Who's Matthew Vaughn? He did the X-Men first class movie. He did I could see that. Kick-Ass. I mean, he would be a, a terrible he person. He did Layer Cake. Layer Cake is when he showed his Guy Ritchie. Daniel like, Craig is young on Solo. <laughs> he's too old. Well, I'm assuming, well, this is uh, the, the, the. So, uh, it's, it's been confirmed that Lawrence Kasdan, the guy who wrote, uh, The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, um, he is working on one of these standalone Star Wars movies, if not all of them, as, like, a creative consultant and an actual writer. He's writing at least one of these movies. When he was, uh, working with George Lucas on The Empire Strikes Back, they actually, working together, they came up with this backstory for Han Solo, which I would assume would at least in some way kind of form a little bit of the backstory for a young Han Solo movie, where in the Empire Strikes Back, there was this whole thing about how Han Solo, he's a kid on... Essentially, Han Solo's homeworld, which is like the space pirate homeworld of Corellia. It's essentially like uh, Star Wars equivalent of like Northern Ireland, where it's all shipbuilding and stuff, like mm-hmm. from 100 years ago. But it's like all futuristic. You know, it's Star Wars. And uh, he's some poor kid. For some reason, he's an orphan. And <laughs> usually the reason is that his parents are dead. I know! Well, you know <laughs> they, they just went, they went out for a pack of cigarettes and never came back. <laughs> uh, but so, like, so the backstory that came up from The Empire Strikes Back is, like, he ends up trying to pit... pit it, he tries to pickpocket somebody. The guy catches him. Turns out the guy is the head of a pirate crime... Like, underground pirate smuggling crime league. Mm-hmm. And he recognizes that this Han Solo kid has some talent. It, they actually recycled this for the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. This is the backstory of how Indiana Jones meets Short Round. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. But for The Empire Strikes Back, yeah, this backstory is that the Han Solo becomes the mentor of this space pirate guy. And this space pirate guy teaches uh, Han Solo everything that he knows... And so for the next 10 years, Han Solo learned to become a space bu- a, a smuggler. Because like, I think the movie start like, the backstory back starts out from when he was nine, and then, like, 10 yeah. years later, he decides that he wants to go legit. And Han Solo decides that, okay, I'm going to go to legit. I can't, I can't remember what the reason why is, but he decides that but his idea of going legit is to join the Imperial Navy. Okay. And so, of course, this pirate smuggler guy who had taken Han Solo under his wings for decades goes, what the fuck are you doing? You can't, you like, the, uh, the Imperial Navy is a bunch of shitheads. They're, they're, they're like, fucking up the, the whole universe. You think being a, you know, like, little baby space pirate, you, you would realize that. But Han Solo is, no, I, I want to go, I want to go straight, whatever, whatever. And it's in then becoming, uh, an, like, a stormtrooper or whatever. Han Solo ends up saving Chewbacca. 
and it starts out their whole adventures and stuff. And so anyway, there's this whole backstory they had built for the Empire Strikes Back, which I wonder if that may actually form the germ of whatever this Han Solo, young Han Solo movie would be. Mm-hmm. It really just, it would be like actually showing where Han came from and being a kid and still maybe kind of keeping this, like what was I'm described as an there. Ernest Hemingway kind of like space pirate captain guy. Bill, this right here in this moment, yeah. this is the best possible moment to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Because right now we are in this moment of possibility where there are going to be more Star Wars movies and George Lucas is not at the helm. And so there's this limitless world. <laughs> it's all world. fan fiction. Exactly. This, this is corporate sanctioned fan fiction. This is, this is the moment when we all Being get to be excited. Being written directed by some of the guys who helped make this shit, yeah. but the good guys. The good guys. Yeah. yeah. Morris Kasson, he's the guy who's the, he was responsible for the best part of Star Wars. Not That's not to guarantee that these movies are going to be any good, but at least, you know. This is the moment, though, Bill, when yeah. it could be. You would get to see young Chewie get saved by Han Solo. Because I guess Han Solo, like, his first mission as a stormtrooper, he gets mm-hmm. stationed on, on Chewie's homeworld. And for some reason, like, some stormtrooper guy's like, hey, young, brand new stormtrooper, I want you to murder these Wookiees. And and Han Solo's like, no, fuck you! I'm gonna kill you! Poo-poo. And he saves Chewie and his family, and then Chewbacca's like, I love you so much. I, owe a life I debt have a you. life debt. Let's go explore the galaxy! <laughs> and then da, I da, guess... Da. Uh, Lando is all like, oh, you're, I'm friends with you, Han Solo. You fucked yourself over, so I will give you my spaceship, the Millennium Falcon. I will let you win it in a card game. And it's really, that's how then, that's how Han Solo and shit win. So that, I don't need to go see this movie now, Bill. I just told you to it. We had some <laughs> s'mores and a campfire. I just saved you guys three years of heartbreak and waiting. Uh, yeah. Eight dollars. You just saw the young, young uh, Han Solo movie. Young Yoda, what, like I said, have to be a younger Yoda movie. Yeah, a standalone huh. Yoda movie. Who Stor- gives a Joseph shit? Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Yoda? <laughs> Yoda. Who really, who's really dying to see the Yoda movie, it's though? It's going to be Andy Circus. <sighs> He's going to be Yoda. Oh, God. Let's be that. honest. So, I would assume, it sounds like they're going to do a couple standalone movies. It sounds like, the rumors are still out there that Joe Johnston is still in the running to do a Boba Fett movie. Which That'd is not awesome. a bad choice, yeah. And they're they're crazy if they don't try, at least try to do a Darth Vader movie. And we know the origin of Darth Vader now, but if you did a movie about Darth Vader between like episodes three and four, yeah, you could do something. His descent, there. like hunting the, the Jedi side. and shit yeah. like that. Um, it sounds like Disney's plan is to pretty much the Marvel thing, where essentially the Star Wars trilogy installments will be the Avengers movies, where mm-hmm. it's like. The big event movies. Yeah. And in between the years off, they'll they'll have the standalone. So essentially, you're going to have a Star Wars movie every year for the next 10 years. Like, after, like, 2015. It'll be interesting. Because, like, with all those Avengers movies, all of them are, at the very least, entertaining. So far. We'll see. So far. But it's, like, man. We'll see. I I wonder what the state of the Star Wars deal would look like if the Avengers had tanked last year. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Disney would... uh, be so bullish on rep- re- replicating that kind of uh, yeah movie release structure. Yeah, we'll see, man. Yeah. I'm curious. On the other hand, it's Star Wars. If they can make that work with the Avengers, yeah. which I say this is a person who likes comics, the Avengers. Who gives a shit about the Avengers? I just hope they're not a slave to the expanded universe because the expanded they're universe, not going Star to Wars be is bullshit. I sat down with a friend of mine who loves the expanded universe, and he was like, "Well, they'd be dumb not to." And I'm I'm looking at him the same way I'm looking at you with the LucasArts games. Who the fuck gives a shit about the extended universe mm-hmm. except for the core extended universe nerds, which don't create enough revenue 
to like the, to who barely create enough revenue to sustain that. Yeah. Guess what? My mom, who's actually read some of the expanded universe shit, she gonna go see Star Wars movie just because it says Star Wars, not because it has anything to do with your extended universe. Yeah. But you know what? No one can take away the extended universe from you. It's still there. They'll do a DJ thing while they create a new like split timeline. Cute. So all the expanded, all the old expanded, like all the role playing games from twenty five years ago, still make sense in some way or something. Who knows? Like, like they're not gonna. They're the only re- like one reason they're not gonna do any expanded universe shit is like in the what in the expanded universe. That spills email. Han Solo, Luke Skywalker's got a girlfriend named Mara Jade who used to be a stripper for Han for Jabba the Hutt, and they got married and all this. Like you. St- you're not. That's not it's gonna not, be a movie. I'm, honestly, it's genuinely not that I think the quality of the expanding universe. I is think a lot. I've read some of that stuff, and it has been terrible. I don't think that's it terrible. at all. My point is that it could be fucking beautiful, well, it could be perfect but... shit, and they don't give a crap because it's not. That's it's not Star Wars. Who do they? No, 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 no. That's not even that. It's, it's like, fan fiction. Who it's do they? Bullshit. No, it's that's not even yes. it. <laughs> yes. They don't give a fuck. You know they what? Don't I don't give a fuck. a fuck about it. You know who doesn't give a fuck about anything anymore, especially expanding universe. Stuart Freeborn. He's dead. dead. Now you tell me about Stuart Freeborn. Before we move away from that, did you see that George Lucas just started the legal issues to cash out? Oh, he's out out his money! Yeah, so when Lucas became, when he did this whole thing, he became the the largest shareholder of Disney outside of the estate of Steve Jobs. Yeah. And he just started all the legal footwork to cash out. He's cashing out his money. He's like, I'm going home, it's bitches. It's two billion dollars. Man, there's a big clusterfuck for the the internal fight within Disney to get like get the lion's share of that stock. Yeah. Wow, there's gonna be there's murder gonna be or crazy. suicide shit going on at Disney. Anyway, that I don't. So really yeah, need he to just wants his money. He wants to go home. And I think well, he gets the other two billion in like cash eventually. Yeah. No. It's like, well, the whole thing about this sell is that it doesn't it doesn't mean he will necessarily do it right now. It's just that he is. Opening legally, opening up the avenue to do so. It sounds like he's planning to get out. I mean, but, yeah. he's old enough. He's probably thinking. Well, well why not get the money but I run? think that speaks to how much he trusts what they're doing, and that he's like, "All right, I'm gonna rescind control." Man, if he's the leading shareholder of Disney, though, that'd be great if he sold. If he sold Star Wars to Disney, and then as the chief Disney shareholder, he's like, "I vote." The star of the young Han Solo movie is me. <laughs> What's Disney gonna do? George Lucas. They're like, oh my, what if we just spent $4 billion on the young George Lucas movie? I love how far removed you and I are from senior shareholder stateness. (laughs) Then we think that's how it works. Me. I just feel like I'm trying to go, it's me. He's got like his little fat vest on, little Han Solo vest. He's already dressed like he shows up at the shareholder meeting. Like, it's me. hey, Bill, tell me about Stuart Freeborn. Stuart Freeborn. I didn't realize he was like ninety-eight years old. I didn't realize he was so old. I, he should have been dead uh, thirty years ago. But uh, Stuart Freeborn was the makeup artist who uh, did most of the creature and uh, monster uh, makeup and effects for uh, the Star Wars movies. He's the guy who built and designed Yoda. He uh, designed and built Jabba the Hutt. He's the guy. Who, he's the guy who built Chewbacca's suits. You know, the, like pretty much any kind of like notable alien or monster uh, from the Star Wars movies, especially the first two. He really, he's the guy who actually physically said, "Okay, he's the guy who sculpted all the shit and put all the yak hair." And like, yeah, he he was he was huge. He he was he defined the look of Star Wars as much as anyone else. And he just died, I think, today. Once he found out that Jordan Gordon Love might play, <laughs> him, so he's like, "Fuck it." He threw himself off the top of the. <laughs> Where the hell is in England is really tall. Big Ben or something like that. I don't know, some shit. Oh. But that's bummed me out. I was like, man, Stuart Freeborn. 
Thrawn. Like, he made Yoda. He made the Ewoks. Supposedly, during Return of the Jedi, there was a huge thing where he wanted to make, like, animatronic Ewok masks. Yeah. Where George Lucas said, I'm not spending money for each Ewok to have, like, faces that kind of freak out and move. I just want, like, empty, like, Halloween yeah, masks. And just put them over the midges. Yeah. They don't have to, like, emote. <laughs> Yeah. And I guess Stuart Freeborn, he was adamant that he wanted to have, like, Ewoks, like, have tongues that stick out and, like, eyeballs that, like, fly open and shit like that. And I always wanted to see what an Ewok looks like when its face is, like, moving like a Chuck E. Cheese robot. <laughs> like, nah, 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 nah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, so he died. Uh, so today, uh, Penny Arcade released the first of their, uh, their Kickstarter, uh, what's it called? What's Erica, it called when it goes higher? Read it as I wrote it. <laughs> Bill. Eric Mullen on strip starch. That's Bill's <laughs> note. I love this is my favorite show. Who's the Ed McMahon guy who used to hand out checks back Ed in the McMahon. day? Yeah. <laughs> he was host of a show called Strip Starch. No way. Star Search. There you go. That's yes. what it is. Eric Mullen's on that. I don't anyway, know how she time travel. Penny Arcade is part of the what's it called? Uh, Kickstarter. Their, no, what are the levels when you uh, stretch goals? One of their stretch goals on their Kickstarter was that if they raised X amount of money, they would do a reality TV show about webcomic artists. Called I Strip hear Search. when you're giving birth and you don't make one of your stretch goals, they have to cut your 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 bits apart so that's, the baby comes that's out. That's Bill's really funny joke. Ugh. So Erica Moen, our Ugh. friend of the podcast, Erica Moen, you may remember her from back in the day when we had her on a Disney podcast when we were doing our watching all the Disney movies she before. Die. Like a bullet into my bed. Still <laughs> we never invited her back. <laughs> she said, "Hey, Bill, watch this." Poot. Friend of the podcast, Erica Moen is on this. It is stripsearch.tv. Uh, yeah. So the person who wins this, you have to vote. It's like a popularity contest. I, I literally, I thing. saw the tweet and then I, I was at work and I couldn't look at it. She's famous. <laughs> just go to, just type in Erica Moen strip search and just let us know what you guys want. <laughs> Because she has taken stripper classes. She has taken stripper classes. Bill. Normally, I would not tell people about it, that. Well, to be fair, no, 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 no. It's not that she's taking stripper classes. She's taking stripper pole classes, which are different. She's taking pole dancing classes. That's what it is. Pole dancing is different from stripping. Well, everyone already knows how to take their clothes off. That is correct, Bill. Bill, you know how to strip. I try. Anyway, it, all right. It 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 receives the hose. Oh God. Or it gets clean again. Here's the part of the podcast where my wife just sent me images of what? Let me see. Beautiful brunette women. Nope. Nope. Oh, let me see. Nope. Oh, wait. What the fuck is she watching? Is anyone I know? Wait. What? What What is she watching? The fuck are you? This where Annie just reads her email. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Uh, No. So. Dark Horse announced that they're having their Art of Korra book come out in July? Yeah. What is this? What I don't know about this, Bill. What is this? They're coming out with a book on the Art of Korra? It's fucking self-explanatory. No. <laughs> you motherfucker. No, seriously. No, is it going to be season, just, just season one? Just for, yeah, it's Snorbrook for season one. It comes awesome. out. I wonder if that's when the next season may start because they're coming out with the, the first issue of The Search. No, the first issue of the new Avatar comic based on... Um, who's the kid from Avatar with his burnt cooked pizza face? <laughs> he's trying to find his Zuko? mom. Zuko. He's trying yeah. to find his mom. Well, I guess the first issue of that comes out. Is it like next month? And the second issue comes out uh, right alongside the Art of Korra book. But yeah, it's Art of the uh, 
we we did not uh, we we had our own private issues with Legend of Korra the show how that last that first mostly season ended. build it I can forgive them all pretty, because though. I enjoyed it so much the art book should be fantastic I already sent an email it. off to the people I know at Dark Horse saying hey if you guys need any help if you need a giant map for the end papers of your book <laughs> I know you're talking yeah, people who don't know, I did create a giant map, interactive uh, map of the world of Avatar The Last Airbender, which yeah. I just put up for free online. It's floating around out there. So, yeah, it's a, it's a giant, like, two foot by three foot uh, Photoshop file that Man. you can take all the, like, the different labels and move them around and stuff. I want an Art of Korra book. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. So many concept sketches of half-naked Korra, like, er, tough. <laughs> yes, Phil. Er, <laughs> 30 pages of Annie <laughs> Wang Fang. Thank Let you. Let me see the picture. No, you don't get to. Oh is that how you gosh. spell laid off, Phil? That's not how you spell laid off. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Are you still Fix reading it. this? Fix it right now. Okay. Fix it right now. Dr- Thank you. Fill <laughs> <laughs> this right in. Frito laid. Thank you, Phil. That's actually This is not funny. Not- this is not funny. We should not make jokes. Uh, DreamWorks laid off a quarter of its feature animation staff today as a result of my shadow and me being put back in the drawing board and taken out of production and Sherman and Peabody being pushed back a year to take its place in 2014. Animation sucks. I have never heard of this My Shadow and Me movie. It sounds terrible, though. It's about this guy who he finds out his shadow is a living thing and that, like, shadows all have their own shadow world. Essentially duplicate yeah. twins of us that just interact with each other. And it's about him learning to respect his shadow and how I'm sure he's got like a baby that he abuses or something like that. And by the end of the movie, he learns like how to smirk at the baby <laughs> as a result of his shadow smirking That was the problem. Him. The third act smirking <laughs> sequence wasn't working. I can already tell you what the what the poster and the DVD box art for my oh, shadow yeah. movie was going to be. The smirking shadow. Oh, but yeah, that so sucks. I guess that movie's all fucked up and they were in the middle of it. It was actually being animated. And I guess somebody put the brakes on it and said, nope, we got to... There's, this movie's fucked up. We got to start remaking this movie, and so yeah, that got uh, DreamWorks uh, fired a quarter of its staff today as a result of that, that movie sucks being balls. being yanked off the Man, schedule. Man, animation—it's such a. Well, I mean, to be fair, animation and games are both two industries where either you're working. What I read a quote this week it was like, uh, "Gaming is an industry where you work really hard to put yourself out of work." Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with animation. It's like, well, as soon the as the project with the ends... T- with the THQ auction, the one studio that didn't get sold didn't get sold because they just shipped the game. Yeah. And it had nothing. didn't have another game that was far enough along. Yeah. Uh, n- n- didn't have anything for anyone else to justify buying the studio because it's not like whatever game that studio would have to make next would have to be made completely on the dime of whoever bought them rather yeah. than all these other studios which had half-baked games already in the cooker. Yeah. That those, if those studios bought those, got bought up, whoever bought them would be essentially receiving half a free developed game. Yeah. Fuck this that This is the shit. thing. This is the reason why at the end of the day, as much as I am in a non-creative industry, do you know how grateful I am to have a nine-to-five? Yeah. You don't have to worry about how to pay your taxes at the end of the year. Your taxes are done for you. You just wait yep. for your refund check. I get to fill Fucking... out Fucking... Boop. Hey, Bill, if it makes you feel any better, my taxes are slightly more fucked this year in that I got gay married. Well, I bought a house and I got gay married. And while Oregon recognizes my relationship, the federal government does not. Which means I have to fill out my Oregon taxes twice so that I can can file them in Oregon as married. Is there a checkbox on... But for federal, I have to file them as as single and I have to, like, put in my Oregon taxes towards my federal taxes as single. Is there uh do you own a gay marriage palace thing on the IRS form? Of course. <laughs> 
I have to fill a whole, 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 whole form on that one. So anyway, moving on. George R. R. Martin has signed on to make more TV series for HBO. Stop doing anything but writing Game of Thrones books. GRR. Bill's note. Wait, what? How what the fuck? Trying to develop more TV shows. What the fuck show is he going to develop if it's not Wild Cards or whatever it is? What? What the hell's Wild Cards? Wild Cards. I know all oh. that I know of Wild Cards is what I'm about to tell you. Wild Cards is a series of anthologies that they publish, or I think George R. R. Martin created the characters, but then he in the world, but then he lets other people come in and write about them. That sounds stupid. Anyway. Has George R. R. Martin does anything done anything other than that? Maybe it's a reality show that takes place in Westeros. <laughs> there we go. Boom. <laughs> We're both low energy tonight. I don't know. I'm out. And he got drunk early. It's been a long and week. her energy levels. And low. I did. I finished a box of wine fifteen minutes into our podcast, so But yeah, well I guess part of this deal is that he uh stays on as producer of Game of Thrones for two more seasons. Yeah. So part of this seems to be tied. I was gonna say it's Game of Thrones related, right? It's yeah. not like he's doing. But no, but the thing is, like, he's yeah, like there's two more series that he can offer to HBO. Which yeah, well, I'm like, what the? F- mm. It could be that he either has a a spinoff of Game of Thrones, which is entirely possible. A cooking show. <laughs> cooking with dog, but it's <laughs> the dog. what's it? Francis. No, it's it's a dog. What's his name? Uh, the dude who's the dog of the with the, with the, with the, with the dog. The wolf. Yeah. No way. What, what is the you guy? Know the dog. He's the guy. The dog. He's the. The hound. The hound. Cooking Cooking with hounds. That was the joke I was feebly reaching for and missed. Hey, everybody, this is the Boy Hattie Podcast. No, have we uh, told people about cooking with Francis? (laughs) (laughs) Have you described cooking with dog? Francis is the name of the dog. Um, What was that name of the dog? Cooking with dog. Bill, I have not. Go for it. It's a dog that cooks. (laughs) Google it. It's a, it's actually one of our favorite YouTube series. It's well, just, you're, I barely. It's a Japanese anything. cooking show hosted by a fre- like a, a French poodle. poodle, yeah, who is supposed to be the chef, but it seems like his human master lady is doing most of the goddamn uh, yeah. heavy lifting on that show. But this would be involving the hound, I guess. <laughs> yes, that was my joke. That was feebly. Yeah, and for. whoever does the voiceover for the show, he sounds like he has a French accent because he's cooking. It's pretty great. Dog. Yeah. All right, everybody, this is the Boy Hattie Podcast. It's always weird. you can't get out of here that quickly. We have feedback. <laughs> what feedback do we have other You're than... You're the one right before we start recording. We're no. all like, oh, we gotta look up the Twitter feeds. No. Okay. Well, no, I, ha- I hate DRM said that he would play World of Warcraft with us. What else is there? Oh, uh, by Night says something about shrimp chips. Did we talk about shrimp chips last <laughs> we week? We did. Did we were eating shrimp chips? Shrimp chips. You talked about shrimp chips as part of your um uh your New Year's treats. Gorn Flakes, who changed her uh Twitter icon. Sid, I, we had this conversation before. Sid is a lady. Sid is a lady. Sid is my bro. Oh. Sid is my e-bro, so be nice to her. Her user picks makes me gorny. <laughs> <laughs> you ass! She says, I will play WoW with you guys or any other PC Mac multiplayer. Yeah, we officially have enough people willing to play World of Warcraft with us yeah. that I will play World the of Warcraft. The night Annie gets her, her, her iMac in, she's going to spend until dawn playing World of Warcraft with us. However, all of you motherfuckers better pay, play with me or else it's going to be really sad. So Sid has committed. Let's publicly shame them. Sid, did Hannah commit? No, Hannah did. Uh, uh, Jessica did. Uh, let's see. Mirror by it? Night yeah. is happy about our new release schedule. Um, yeah, Jessica Wagstrom, uh, 
Oh, if you do, if she says if we do the free trial thingy, we can play pandas for free. Do you, you want to still play cow? Why cow? Because they're cow people. Okay. You love. I can be a panda. You love Mumesa, right? That's right. Cowboys Mumesa. That's right. So I hate DRM said they would play with us as would Laird Disco Wags, which is my friend Chewbop. Uh, uh, and uh, Sid I think did. So yeah, you guys all have to play World of Warcraft with us. Because I'm only going to download that client to play with y'all, and if you guys don't then play with me, I'll be very sad. The end. Friend us on, Steve. <laughs> this is the worst. This is the worst outro I've ever done, and they're all shitty. Hey, everybody, we're Boy Howdy Podcast on Twitter. We're boyhowdypodcast.com. Bill on Xbox Live is Mr. AIDS. I'm one, two girls, one co-op. Bill on Steam is Mr. AIDS. I'm toughest frail, just because I have to confuse my branding. As always, you can use the contact form on boyhattypodcast.com to holla at us with your thoughts and feelings. We'll be back next Friday with another episode. We'll figure out something. Something. No. We'll shoot the shit about some sort of bullshit. Rock over London, rock on Chicago, blockbuster video. Wow, what a difference.